<laughs> okay, uh, I'm Olivia Dalbo, and I wonder your phrase, Kevin, you got a head like a baby pee. And listen to Below the Belt Show. The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Hose down. episode of BTB, Below the Belt Show, the quarantine edition. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, here for your weekly eargasm, guys. We have an, um, an incredible show from top, top to, to bottom. bottom, as per usual, that's right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. We even need to say like the quarantine edition anymore because this is just like normal life now. You know, <laughs> yeah, nothing like out of the ordinary. This is the way it's going to be, the way it is. I think you have and a it, point. You have a very valid point, Sachi. You have a very, very valid point. I mean, I mean, I hate the term the new normal. Usually, it yeah. doesn't. Uh, it's not very uh, enticing because I don't think any of this is really normal. But at the same time, this is where we are. Yeah, I can't. Can't really travel anywhere. The only um, time I really feel like I'm traveling is when I hear the um, introduction of our um, next co-host here. Oh. <laughs> the only time that I feel like I'm going anywhere special. That's right. So let's go ahead. Without further ado, let's introduce former member of the United States Marine Corps. He is the Captain Big Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying Air BTB. This is your captain speaking. Please keep your seatbelts fastened and your seatbelts in their upright positions, as this is going to be... Not really a bumpy flight because we're already at home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Big yeah. Nick, how you doing, man? Good to be back, man. It's good to be back. I missed you guys. I've been uh, been doing well, doing well. Still uh, yeah. no job. Still got that COVID unemployment going on. Still Sorry, my, check my cat, we pay, we pay cat well, is bothering me. What's that? We pay you well. Yeah, you, very well. You Thank show. you. Yeah. Appreciate it. You want to introduce us to your pussy? Cat. Oh, uh, that was my cat, <laughs> Sprinkles. Sprinkles! Uh, Sprinkles, What's yes, up, and he has... Sprinkles? Off you went, he's off, he's all done. All right, wow. Hey, Amen. So yeah, it's Sounds good to be back. Happy 4th uh, to yeah. everybody. I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, the 4th of July was this past weekend. Did you guys celebrate with fireworks or anything <laughs> good food and friends and family and things like that? Uh, so my wife thought she had COVID, so she went, oh, and got, what? She, she went and got tested, and the tests were delayed, so the plans we had for the 4th of July got canceled because we didn't know if she had COVID or not. 
or well, if I had COVID or not, because if she had it, I probably would have gotten it. Yeah. Um, and we got it on Monday after the 4th of July. And she, she, of course, is negative. I'm negative. No COVID. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. COVID free, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, man. It, it's crazy because with, with the whole pandemic, they, there's no organized fireworks display. You kind of uh-huh. have to create them illegally, I guess. So, um, Kyle Murphy, a.k.a. The Silly Goose, he's been on the show a couple of times. He, uh, he and his uh, roommate, oh, sorry, his neighbor, rather, uh, contributed to a bunch of fireworks from Pennsylvania, and they had their own very professional-scale-looking fireworks display. And uh, I, was, I was quite impressed by what you can buy from across the PA border. Um, <laughs> and can you still... say that on the air? Like, isn't that illegal? Oh! <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, nothing's really illegal anymore. It seems like... <laughs> You can do whatever you want to do, so I guess it shouldn't matter. Everybody can, like, uh, loot and burn um, retail stores. They can tear down statues. Do, and what, you, wait, do wait. what makes you it, happy. It's, it seems that, like that's just the way it it's is now. How do you, right? you celebrate July 4th? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I'm not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Colin Kaepernick told me that it's a white supremacist holiday, so I'm just wondering oh. how you celebrated it. That's- I, I don't think I concur with Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I just find it, uh, you well, know. Apparently, apparently Disney does, which you might have an article on that later on. I actually don't have the Ka- Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. yeah, Disney just gave him a big deal for a series. Oh, that's right. They did, yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Yep. Actually, you know what? You're absolutely right. I, didn't, I guess I didn't have that in my uh, my notes. So what kind of – so for a documentary, I'm taking it? I, th- I believe it's on himself. Is it a documentary or biopic or a bio series? I'm taking, you know, that's what I'm assuming. I I don't think he's an actor. I was going to say, uh, uh, hopefully it's not for his acting. I've never seen him act. But it's weird because I've been to Disney before on July 4th. They have a a huge celebration there with like, you know, extra fireworks. And they like they project into the castle all kind of um, patriotic stuff, you know, throughout American history. And it, it's weird that Disney would take would participate in a white supremacist holiday like that. Like I'm shocked. I know that's terrible. Like, <laughs> like that's where if anybody else said anything like that, these corporations would run from them. Yeah. But you know this but is because it's this Colin, is like the new normal. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah, and this is just like a few days ago he said it, it wasn't like this is something they dug up from like 20 years ago. Yeah. This is something that he believes now. Well, I don't kinda, get this topic to starting well, off the I was, show. I was actually, I was actually gonna, yeah, skip ahead since we were talking about similar things, but we could always just uh, talk about that a little later and uh, talk well, about the, still, the pandemic. It <laughs> went out and celebrated it, Alan. I'm proud of you. I mean, I, I, other white supremacists and stuff. <laughs> I mean, is is it not about the Revolutionary War? It was was wasn't that not what it's it stands for? Nothing's like what it seems anymore. Okay. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Declaration signing of the independence. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And appropriately enough, if you watched Hamilton, um, that's some more revisionist history. But uh, it was, you know, it was kind of cool. Everybody seemed to uh, be crazy uh, about it on social media, talking about how great it was. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. But, uh, you know, it's better than spending $300, $400 on a ticket to to see the most lavish Broadway play, but um, you know, I it kind of lives up to its hype. You know, I don't, did any, either of you catch Hamilton on? I, I, I tried to watch it. My wife and I did, and we both kind of lost interest like 
Really? Yeah. Ten minutes in, yeah. And she's she's a she's a theater nut. She's grown up doing theater. She's your you know your quintessential theater kid. And she and I were both just kind of bored. Really? Yeah, I wasn't really. Hey, I wasn't really it? impressed. I. I actually, yeah, I'm I surprised in, to hear that actually. Yeah, I, I went into it, was it really well done. The guy went into it thought it was going to be like you know overhyped. You know, everybody's going crazy over it. I hadn't. I had no idea what to expect, um, you know, for it, and I thought it was amazing, surprisingly. You know, I thought it was, you know, very well done. Like, I don't know how they um, – and if you give it more of a chance, Nick, um, the music is incredible, I thought. Like, I've never been one, you know, who loved theater and loved, like, those kind of, um, you know, regular um, theater songs, you know, that are, you know, Broadway. just all theater songs. Yeah. yeah, the musicals. Like, I mean, but this – I thought the writing was so good with the lyrics for these um, – you know, for these raps and like it's like, it's like rap and like R and B and all these different types of music put there's together. There's all kinds of genre but, there, yeah. But telling R&B. telling a story and telling American history, and I was expecting to see it as like bashing American history, but it wasn't that way at all. It, if anything, it was just, you know pretty accurately telling the stories. You know, and like you know, it would touch on slavery. So it was not like revisionist history, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like um, <laughs> it wasn't like you know spending all this time bashing them because of slavery, but it was, it was talked about slavery, but mostly talking about, you know, how America was founded and, you know, and like, I thought, um, the guy that played, um, um, Thomas Jefferson was hilarious. Thomas Jefferson. There, yeah. And like, how the about the guy battles. that played the King? The King was awesome. Yeah. The he King was, was funny. funny. He Did was you funny. See all the spit. Emanating yes. From the yes. They actually created memes about all the spit. Did they? Yeah. His name is Jonathan Goff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. If you can pretty uh, find those uh, funny memes about, especially during, in today's COVID nineteen world, it's not a good <laughs> idea to get spit all over you. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, just man. I mean, and it, the story I thought was pretty amazing because you know I'm a, I became more of like a history buff, especially American history in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did a great job telling the story and a lot of the stuff that I didn't know about um, um, Hamilton. You know, it wasn't a person that I really like studied or anything like that, but it's a pretty cool story, you know, with like the duels and like, um, different things that happened, you know, the infidelity and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I, I thought it was a really well done, um, musical. Yeah, Nick, I, I think you turned the channel a little too early, man. Yeah. And, like, and it, it helps. So you, 10 like, minutes. Um, you were, you're done. Both you and your wife were done. We were both done. Yeah. I mean, wow. I just accept the fact that there's that not everything is for me, and I'm cool with that. It doesn't right, right, have right. to be the designated audience for a popular thing, and I'm okay. totally fine with that. Yeah, and you know, like I, you know, I think like the first ten minutes you watch it, and it's so different that it takes a little time to for you to to like feel what's going on. Yeah, it, it had been the case with you, like different. I just wasn't interested in it. It had nothing to do with any of that. I mean, they were all very talented actors. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. I just wasn't interested. Yeah. And, and well, I put the subtitle on when I watched it because it really helped me to follow the lyrics because it was like some pretty fast um, flows. Yeah, that's there. Some, yeah, real dope, dope. So flows, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool sure. to hear the story and hear the history just told in like a totally different way. You know, and I, I, you know, I went into it like I thought, I thought they were shitty how they treated um, Mike Pence like when he came there to watch the play, and they started kind of like ragging yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, they. He, they was there, uh, he was there to enjoy it. He wasn't there for anything political. And if anything, he was he was supporting what he was seeing. You know, I thought they kind of just took a cheap shot on him just to like either high five their buddies back, you know, you know, high five their liberal buddies um, behind the scene or just to get um, 
press for them, which I don't know why, because they had enough ticket sales as it was. But um, but yeah, I, I can separate the art from the people or agendas or whatever, which you kind of have to if you uh, want to enjoy stuff. I'm not the kind of person that wants to cancel everything and or not watch stuff because I don't believe in somebody's personal politics or or anything like that. Also, another reason why I, I or, or also not a reason why I didn't like it. It had nothing to do with the politics. Yeah. I mean, people are saying that that the uh, wanted to cancel Hamilton because supposedly <laughs> Hamilton was at one point a slave owner, but obviously he was. I mean, they all were back then, but, but of yeah, course that was society it, back then. That was the that was how society was. You're right. Yeah, right. He wasn't a slave owner. I think it was something like. I think his wife had slaves and he like, I don't know if he either like got rid of them somehow, something like it, the slaves passed through him somehow, but he never really yeah. physically owned a slave, but it doesn't matter nowadays. He's, he's a, a historical American figure that was white. So he's, so they're going to want to destroy him because he's got to he's be evil somehow. Right. Something, something he did was wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we're already on the topic of the cancel culture, so I'll just skip yeah. ahead and then we'll just revert back. Yeah. There's, a, there's not no. too much, uh, not too much as opposed to last week or the week before, but you know, there's things that come up here and there. Um, so the latest uh, one is a, um, an interview with John Schneider and Tom Wopat, who played Bo and Luke Duke in the Dukes of Hazard. They actually spoke with a Hollywood reporter in an interview and insisted that the car is innocent. As you know, yeah. the Dukes of Hazard car right. displays a Confederate flag. Um, he, they also said that the situation in the in the country has obviously changed in the last 40 years. I feel fortunate uh, to be living in a time when we can address some of the injustices of the past, but the car is innocent. Um, How dare he say that? How dare he? Uh-huh. We should we should burn down his house. Yeah. Kidding, well, kidding. Because so, <laughs> people probably will do that. They also said no one even connected the Confederate flag with slavery. It was simply a part of Southern culture. So that's what they're saying. Um, but nonetheless, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag. And, yeah, he, uh, yeah, it took some hazard. Oh, here we go. Hold on a second. Yeah. It's going to be a whole project having our next co-host calling in, I guess. Yeah. We have someone on the line. Hello, everyone. No, that's oh. not going to work at all. Hello. Hello. You gotta have headsets on. Please identify yourself. You want a headset now, Johnson? You gotta have a headset on. It's echoing. All right, hang on, hang on. Sound like Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) I will pull out of you in five minutes. (laughs) Nick, do you have any idea who that was? Uh, Not really. Okay. Well, I'll wait for it to come back. Let's throw out something else. So, uh, yeah, we'll okay. On this one, but like, yeah, the Dukes of Hazard. Like nobody, huh. nobody watched Dukes of Hazard back in the day. And they're like, oh my god, this is so racist. No, I don't care if you were a white man, a black man. You were checking out um, Daisy Duke's ass. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. And, yes. And the Confederate yes. flag on, on the General Lee was was to show that they were rebels. You know, it, which is what the flag pretty much stood for back then for most people that yep. they were, you know, I mean, I mean, look, they hated the cops back then. You know, if you, all you people hate the cops, bone Luke Duke hated the cops, you know, like boss hog, they're constantly like trying to get him, having him crash and everything. You should be applauding that. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, I, I watched a stand-up special with Jim Jeffries. He just did a new one. Like I think they filmed it last year. 
and he talks about some of his old jokes. And he was saying, you know, 10 years ago when he was telling his jokes, the line of social accessibility was right here. Uh-huh. And in those 10 years, the lines moved over here, and that's okay. But you can't be mad okay. at somebody for telling a joke when the line was here, and that's what was socially acceptable. Yeah. To an extent. Of course, there's things where there's a line, but... Well, people you know. are doing it where the line was the line was way back here, back at like 200 yeah. years ago, and now it's over here. Like, you can't always judge stuff based on today's standards. You know, you have yeah. people are like, people are like, I would never own a slave. Oh, good. Well, that's great for you to say in 2020 when you're not going to own a slave. Yeah. But if you were if you were alive back then, you know, in the um, 1700s, and you had the opportunity to own a slave, and it would have brought you in a lot of money, it might have looked pretty good to you, even though it was an evil. You know, but you can't you can't say like, oh, I'm better than those people now because you live in society where it's um, looked down upon um, to have slavery. But you know, there's still slavery in other countries nowadays. But people and it also doesn't mean they're necessarily racist. That was the the norm. Yeah. yeah. Well, people don't give you know? a shit about the slavery happening in 2020 in other countries about <laughs> sex slaves and about um, child slaves and other slavery in other countries. People don't care about that. People are fighting slavery for 200 years ago, not in 2020. Do you know they actually do a new song? Oh, you, you sound horrible, buddy. Yeah. You Where's your headset? Whoever that is, stop recording from your anus. <laughs> My goodness, I'm teasing. Well, I, I really want to talk about the Washington Redskins because that's the next cancel uh, culture uh, thing within sports, and that's obviously, here in the DMV, um, obviously uh, the Redskins is one of the longest NFL franchises um, that's been around since the dawn of the NFL, it seems. Um, But they are, um, in light of recent events, um, are undergoing a thorough review of the team's name. Um, And um, you know what? I, you know, I'm okay with it, man. I guess I'm okay with it. Um, they did this with the Washington Bullets, you know. I mean, come on, you don't want anything associated with violence in a sports team. Um, but then if they do this, they have to also do the same thing with the Cleveland Indians, um, the Atlanta Braves. Um, Wait, you are, know. The, are the um, Fighting Irish included in that or, or no? Probably not, right? Mm-mm. Probably not, but I think with the red skin, the red skin, you're 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 making um, you know um, you know a racist statement. Red red skin could potentially be considered derogatory to a native American, right? Because that's how it was used in the 1800s or whatever. Right. Here's here's a good solution for that. Let the people come up with the name and have them vote on it. And whatever one gets the most votes, that's got to be the name. So if it's a shitty name, they have nobody to blame but themselves. Hey, incidentally, guys, guys, incidentally, they're they're actually doing a song, a remake of Bringing Sexy Back. It's called Bringing Slavery Back. It's a new pop song. It's going to be big. It's going to be really big. Watch. Trust me. You'll see. You'll see. It's a a little better. It's not as bad. We need to get a headset on him. Where's the I think I know who we're talking to now. Do you know who you know we're talking to? Dr. Lickalotopus is who that is. That is Dr. That is Dr. That is Dr. Lickalotopus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually on headset, by the way. And do we not get a video? Do we not get to see what uh, how he's looking? Are you in your bikini? <laughs> Cook, are you in your bikini? Okay, so now he's not even responding. Wait, he's All on right. mute right now. I'm in, I'm in my bacon briefs. Koki's having some technical difficulties, so uh, hopefully. 
<laughs> He'll join us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about everything going on with regards to entertainment and the pandemic. Um, so uh, as cases of uh, COVID-19 are are surging in California and other states. Um, you know, we're all concerned about returning to the theater, to the cinemas. Um, and it, so they actually polled, they did a poll, a nationwide poll. Only 20% of Americans say that they will likely go to a movie theater in July. I'm not. Accord- yeah. Um, according to um, this poll, examining the ongoing impact of, of COVID-19. Um and Hollywood feels the same way, as you know. They pushed Tenet in Milan um, to August as well. Um, so um, it's it's crazy right now because the, um, the audiences are clamoring for movies. Um, the theater um, owners um, they need to make money. I mean, they're going to go. You know, they're losing an entire, just incredible amounts of of, of money uh, being closed. And they're actually uh, some of the cinemas in Jersey are actually suing um, the state of New Jersey, claiming it's unconstitutional for movie theaters to remain closed while other indoor businesses and venues can reopen. So, I mean, I guess logically their argument makes sense. You know, Um, they're now open shopping malls. You know, retail stores are opened. Restaurants. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Restaurants, Best Buys, um, you know, those big box stores are opened. A theater is also enclosed. I mean, and other shoppers are probably within, you know, maybe, maybe perhaps a theater, you are a little more close together, but I mean, they could mandatory spacing. It is the same, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, mandatory spacing solves that issue. But yet, they still uh, haven't announced when um, theaters uh, will open across the U.S. They also just announced uh, two more films Universal did that are getting pushed. One is Candyman, will now be uh, released in October, which. Makes which sense. is better for them, I think, anyways. Which, which originally was supposed to be uh, released in September. I think prior to September was earlier. And, October's um, better around Halloween. Candyman and porn. And also... Hello? <laughs> Hello? Candyman's a porn. That's, that's where the guy has... A, 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 his, his penis is a piece of candy and everybody licks it. Right? Why that's what so it horrible? Happened. I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, Koki, you sound a little worse now. <laughs> you buy headphones from the dollar store? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, um, also the Halloween movies. Um, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. As you know, the first, uh, the newest Halloween movie I, I love. Josh, I know you saw it too. We had yes, uh, it's good. Uh, Jabril Nantambu on, um, one of the great child actors from that film. Um, they were shooting back-to-back sequels for that film. Uh, those films will now be pushed um, now to 2021 and 2022. Um, so they were now, coming out this fall, originally? Originally, it was supposed to come out this fall. Okay. Uh, they're going to bring it out next. Right. So everything's going to be shifted a year for those two. That, it's, it sucks. I mean, and especially summertime is the best time of the year for you movie fans. Movies. Yeah, yeah. All the blockbusters the, coming out. The big like, summer blockbusters, exactly. Yeah. This is the first time of our lifetime that we haven't had that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And one of the big, one of the big films is Bill and Ted Face the Music, the upcoming third film in the Bill and Ted franchise. Um, 
gears for that. Oh man, I can't wait for that. And now, um, speaking of that out? film, well, um, they're actually going to be talking about the film at the San Diego Comic Con at Home event. Um, they're going to have a bunch of, from what the newest uh, update is, their pre-recorded panels. They won't be live panels, but pre-recorded panels. So pretty much what you're seeing, you know, with jo- like with Josh Gad and other people, s- similar, similar phenomena. Um, but a lot of other panels have been added to the Comic-Con. Um, Amazon Prime is bringing on Boys for Season 2. If you didn't see the, the trailer, the trailer looks pretty awesome. No. Um, yeah, the yeah, season, season 2. Season 1 was great. Season 2 <laughs> per, uh, trailer just dropped. Uh, upload, Truth Seekers, <laughs> Utopia, also from Amazon Prime. Um, and Hulu. Hulu uh, will actually have a panel for Hellstrom. As well as Solar Opposites and Crossing Swords. And Koki, I think you've been known to cross a sword once or twice, haven't you? <laughs> um, but nonetheless. <laughs> 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 I'm really looking forward to this Bill Ted Face of Music. So that's another panel that I'm really looking forward to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, FX Networks will bring uh, an Archer and a What We Do in the Shadows panel as well. Uh, for this Comic Con at home, God damn it, I miss regular Comic Cons. Oh on. God, yeah. yes, I know. Good Lord. And another event that I really, truly, uh, really hope um, happens um, in 2021 is the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Yeah, I've been happy to attend uh, three of them. I'd love to go again in January, but they've actually moved it to March. Wow. Um, six weeks before the Oscars. Um, so I think I would say the later the better. Um, the later would improve um, the overall recovery from this pandemic. So I'm okay with it. Um, let's just hope it happens. Uh, and the SAG Awards do occur in March of 2021. Um, the UK, UK is doing a lot better than the US, guys. So uh, because they have a substantially less population. This yeah, is right. True. This it's is like a very 40 good point. people there. <laughs> yeah. But Tom Cruise has has returned to the UK to resume uh, f- uh, filming Mission Impossible. Well, I mean, he's going to be filming that in space, and there's no people in space, so he should be fine in space. <laughs> oh, no, that's, a diff- that's a different movie. The one he's doing in space is a, is a different movie. That's, yeah. that's a- You mean Mission Imp- the next Mission Impossible is not going to space? I mean, that's the most logical next place he can go. <laughs> oh, yes. With yes. Mission Impossible. He can't go any higher. Right, yeah. That film should have been Mission Impossible 8, actually, if you think of that. <laughs> yeah. But this seventh it, one it, is he better, he better do it before um, Fast and Furious does it. Right? It's going to be one of the two. Well, that's, yeah. that's where they have to go, go next. Space. Space. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Batman will also resume the Batman oh, with uh, Rob Pattinson. Rob Pattinson, now the new Batman. I like. I don't know what I think about that. We, you know, I I can't pass judgment. I, I, yeah, let's I see, see how it he first. He is a good actor. The thing is, we know him from Twilight. We know him as a sparkly emo vampire. Uh, but a lot of people haven't seen his other work, and he's already proven that he's a decent actor. So yeah, he's been trying so hard to just get rid of that it, the the sparkly vampire imagery he's trying exactly. to exactly exactly everybody thought that ben affleck would be terrible and, and you know i thought he did a decent he did job a pretty good job he just you yeah. know and people thought the oops. same thing about michael Ke- michael keenan people thought the same thing about um val kilmer joker um um 
no, Heath no, Ledger no, being no, the Joker. No. Like people are just always going to complain whoever they pick, and then they're mm-hmm. usually wrong. Yep. Except, except for, for George Clooney. Except for George Clooney, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> himself has apologized for Batman. And Robin. He was. Hey, that, that's a that's a Joel Schumacher uh, film, so we gotta pay yeah. respects to the late great director. I was say, but he's dead now, so we don't have to worry about those. Oh, I'm teasing. I'm, that's a bad. <laughs> he, said, he said that he gave the movie up. I put nipples Schumacher? on the bat suit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He took one look at bat nipples and gave up on it. <laughs> Uh, so LA, there's resuming production as well, although production uh, plunged by almost 98% um, wow. because um, there's all very few things shooting now. Um, one of the few things that are shooting is the um, Michael Bay thriller Songbird. Um, but apparently they did not get approval by the Screen Actors Guild and SAG issued a do not work notice for the film, which was immediately rescinded. But nonetheless, Michael Bay didn't get, um, I guess, get get checked for the guidelines to resume uh, filming in Los Angeles. But, that movie uh, about Fleetwood Mac? No, Songbird. You know what? I, we talked about it on the show before. It's actually about um, a pandemic. It's actually yeah. set. Two years in the future, when a virus vaccine remains elusive. Mm. Um, That's so, uh, oh, yeah. The Badly yeah. with Max song, um, Songbird. Bad foreshadowing. I'd rather. <laughs> so, okay. also uh, shooting in Los Angeles. Um, oh, so, uh, okay, so Adam Sandler's next film. Um, <laughs> Hubie Halloween is set to resume uh, filming. Um <laughs> Uh, he's with his good buddy Kevin James, Maya Rudolph, Ray Liotta, Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider, Michael Chiklis, and Keenan Thompson. That's a heck of a wow, cast. That's a great cast. That's a very good cast. Is this going to be yeah. straight to Netflix? This is going to be a Netflix film. You got it, right. Chuck. Yep. Um, so Sandman's making that money. They're resuming production yeah, right? this Saturday. Good for him. Um, and they, um, they just have to film at a tropical location where there aren't any people, like all of his other movies he's been yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Get all and, my friends and let's go on vacation yeah. and we'll make a movie. Make <laughs> yeah, let's do it, right. Yeah. And as far as television, not much, guys. Uh, the two soaps are shooting right now. Bold and the Beautiful and Days of Our Lives, they plan on shooting sometime this summer, but mm. they haven't started shooting yet. So you got to be really picky about the productions and and the amount of cast and crew that's required. Of course, background actors, um, a lot of them can't be used at this time. So um, there's not much yeah. background anyways on, on soaps. Yes, exactly. You know, it's so like, yeah, they're soap. very small, like um, very small cast. That's right. That's right. Very. I, I guess I take it you watch soap operas. You know about that. I watched that as a kid with my He's grandmother. He's got to watch his stories. My grandmother would watch her stories when she used to watch me. And so I was kind of forced. <laughs> and, you know, she'd put on Days of Our Lives. Yeah, and um, it's, it's, it's such slow-moving shows. Like, yeah, if there's a wedding, it would go on for like two years. Just, <laughs> you know, it's like real time playing a wedding. Yeah. So um, we talked about Hamilton, which is amazing. Broadway is amazing. Of course, Broadway will not open its doors until 2021. It was announced already. Um, we have sad news in the world of Broadway due to COVID-19. Actor Nick Cordero, known for his roles in Rock of Ages, Waitress, Bullets Over Broadway, Bronx Tale the Musical, died Sunday after battling um, 
complications of COVID-19. Yeah. Only 41 years old, guys. Really, really he sad. Wow, didn't he? He's been battling for a while, yes. Yeah, he actually had to have his leg amputated. Oh, um, shit. Back in March. And he was given a temporary pacemaker. Then put uh, into a medically induced coma. Um, and, of course, additional complications like lung infections and septic shock occurs. Um, he survived by his wife, who was a former Radio City Rocket, oh, and their man. son, Elvis. Um, very, very, very sad. That's a, I mean, imagine, imagine you're like a famous Broadway actor, and you finally made it. That's a big deal, being on Broadway. And then not only that, you marry a Rocket. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're like, a thousand. <laughs> yeah, your life's going amazing. And then something like that happens. I mean, that's, that's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah that, is a, that is quite the shift in luck. Yeah, yeah. God, man, that's sad. Gotta feel bad for the guy. Forty-one, you know, with no prior health issues, you know, someone that's in shape, and 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 just it's crazy yeah. how this, the virus, you know, just works in crazy ways, guys. Um, so it's crazy because we hadn't had any new um celebrities that had contracted uh COVID in a while, but yeah. now I have several new names oh, okay. that I have to add to the list. Um, who have who have become um, infected with COVID? Um, Herman Cain, um, the former CEO of Godfather's Pizza, wow. who sought oh, yeah. the nomination yeah, he of the ran president, for president in 2011. Yep, yeah. he has been he had been hospitalized for COVID-19. Um, also, um, American Idol finalist Chris Sly. I don't know if you remember him. He was the one, the white guy with the big afro. He finished 10th on the two, 2007 season of Idol. Um, <laughs> Who's going to remember that? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he was a finalist. I guess he like finished 10th 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like it. I mean, that's kind of good, I guess, to like show that, I guess, maybe coronavirus isn't so um, widespread when you're digging up him. Yeah. As an example. <laughs> no offense. I'm sorry. Yeah. That made me laugh. Uh, all right, so we also have Fox News personality Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, who was a top fundraiser for uh, Donald Trump's re-election campaign. Probably a um, white blonde woman, if I had to guess. Yes, very <laughs> accurate. Thank you. Yeah, very accurate. They, they have a type. Um, you know what? I have to see another picture of her. I don't recall yeah. what she looks like. Pull her up, Chach. Um, so we actually had a guest on Below the Belt show that had just con- just tested positive for COVID, guys. Damn. Model, reality TV star, for, former Playboy playmate, Shayna Mokler. Josh, you remember Shayna Mokler? She just shared an Instagram story post in July that she tested positive for COVID-19. Mm. Um, she was talking about her, her, her year hasn't been great. She broke her foot, and then she got COVID-ID. Um, definitely not a good year in 2020 in general, guys. Oh my God, <laughs> no, 2020 sucks. Is it yeah. the worst? I mean... Hopefully the decade gets better because people are all excited, like, oh, a new decade, anything's possible. Isn't I mean, the last time we had 20s, uh, wasn't it like a Great Depression or something like that? No, no, it was the that Roaring Twenties. Oh, that was the, the 30s. 30s. Yeah. The 30s for the Depression. The, the 20s were the Roaring Twenties where people, like, went crazy and had fun. But I think they, they did ban the Spanish alcohol. Flu. The Spanish flu occurred in, during the 20s. Occurred. Yeah, and didn't a bunch of people die from that? Yeah, they banned, they banned yeah. alcohol, too. Yeah. Prohibition. Exactly. So that's look a uh, hundred years later. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks actually uh, one of the first celebrities who contracted COVID. Voices frustrations with people ignoring 
the CDC guidelines about face coverings. And, you know, it, as you know, it's been proven it's very effective from preventing the spread of COVID-19 and also contracting COVID-19. Um, Tom Hanks said there's only three things we can do to get to tomorrow. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Three things. That's it. Um, those three things are so simple, so easy. If anyone cannot find it in themselves to practice those three very basic things, I just think shame on you. Get on with it. Do your part. It's common sense. And if anyone should make that statement, it is Tom Hanks. He lived through COVID-19, him and his wife. So um, can listen I ask, to Tom Cruise. Can I ask you guys I mean, a, a question Tom Hanks, about sorry. it? Tom Hanks, yeah. How would how do you guys feel about the media saying that the BLM protest did not incorporate the spike <laughs> of COVID nineteen? <laughs> did they really say that? Yes. <laughs> well, I've seen article after article about it. I'm curious about your opinions. I mean, at first I heard that COVID nineteen was racist. Remember they said that it affected the black community more. Yeah. But I guess now COVID nineteen decided to change its ways and be totally not racist and avoid any um, protester or, or rioter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I, yeah, the media won't. The, the, the media won't say it because yeah. then it makes people look bad. And you know, when when that other group um, who wanted to reopen the economy like a, like a, a month or so before um, all this, they were demonized for being outside and protesting when it was small numbers. It was like 30 people at a yeah. protest, and they're like, they're going to go and kill everybody. They're going to affect everybody. But then mm-hmm. when you see thousands of people doing the same thing, then nobody says anything. I think that might be a double standard, Nick. I'm not sure. Just thinking. Thinking out loud. (laughs) Thinking out loud. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's any, I mean, what are they called? Spreader events? Anything with with more than than 100 people or 200 people is considered um, an event. So that goes with, with anything. Church meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like anything over. Um, is it is protests? It what's the, what's the um, regulation now? Twenty or fifty people? I, I think it's twenty to fifty, but these protests had five hundred or more. You know, or oh, a thousand. Uh, yeah. thousand, yeah. thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah five hundred or more. I mean, you know, small towns probably had five hundred, and then you go up to a thousand. Yeah. Um, but um, so that would fall under that category. So um, if the media wants to ignore that because they don't want to, um, you know talk negatively about the the protesting mm-hmm. yeah. then that's not being factual in my opinion so no. i mean it, it's it shocking goes the media do that Cause normally they're always on the up and up well i mean <laughs> they're not spoiler alert they're not yeah let's move on from the the the, the pandemic and the yeah, 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 yeah. next and yeah. the uh, blm and all that stuff for right now um and big movie news guys so um now, a lot of people are wondering why the Black Widow movie is considered um, the beginning of Phase 4 when um, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow had passed away. Spoiler alert, in Endgame. Well, the reason why um, this is considered, uh, even though it is a prequel, is that it's a template, an action, sorry, it's an action tentpole set up for Florence Pugh's <laughs> character. Yelena Belova, as you know, she's kind of passing the torch as a new superhero that will appear in a future Marvel films. Hold on a second. What is that? No, 
Oh boy. Here, I'll mute. I'll mute. There you go. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> so um, now it makes sense. You know. Um. That, that's her sister in the movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, it's her sister. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah they're playing sisters. But so now good. it makes sense. They have to go back to t- tell the story of the relationship of uh, Black Widow and and uh, they're gonna they're gonna pass the story. Any nudity? Any nudity? Eh, probably not. It's Marvel. Hey, who who's who's back on the line with us? Uh, it's the one and only. You sound you sound a lot better actually. Yeah, that sounds not actually not too bad. Uh, I I don't have the headset on so. It was that sounds better. You actually had bad headphones. Are you talking into the phone or what? Um, no, actually, I'm, I'm, just, I'm talking. I have the uh, phone in my pants right now. So. Mm. Oh. Okay. Oh, we'll try to make this work. <laughs> um, and Koki, you will not be joining us via video. No. Okay. Oh, no. Why? Good. He looks so good. I don't understand it. Because he's naked and this is a PG hey. show. Mm. <laughs> well... I'm trying to, you know. So. Cook, you're looking right, forward to worse. you're looking forward to the Black Widow film. Yes, I am actually. Yep, I certainly am. Yeah, I mean they pushed that they pushed that film so many goddamn times. Let's just see it already, right? And I'm, I'm, um, told, I'm told that people, you know, um, talking about superhero stuff. I've been watching Star Girl. Yeah, I actually got news on Star Girl and CW stuff, but we'll we'll yeah. get into that a little later, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking forward to Black Widow, but I'm told that that guys who like comic books, movies, superhero movies, don't like women and don't like female lead roles. So it's surprising that people would be excited for this movie. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm constantly told. Nothing doesn't, you know, pertain to me, so. I don't know about all that, guys. Um, speaking of superheroes, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League film is coming next year. I'm actually really excited for that to see. How the film was intended, um, he's been throwing a lot of, you know, treats our way with actually a clip uh, we mentioned on the show of Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, going through some type of cave. Um, And now he actually has um, a poster that he just dropped, um, a new poster to go with it. Um, So um, if you wanted to check it out, um, it will be available on HBO Max in 2021. So I'm really, really looking forward to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, so sh- they're doing a Max, Mad Max Fury Road um, prequel mm-hmm. on the character of, of Furiosa. And as you know, Charlize Theron played the role in Mad Max Fury Road. But they th- they said they want her to, to do a prequel of her in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And apparently Charlize was really upset with that. She feels that she maybe she can still pull off that age she can range. Still pull off 20s with de-aging? Maybe yeah. even with de-aging. But she said she's no, that wasn't her specific quote. But she is she is disappointed that she likely won't get the chance to reprise her roles. What she said. It's an interview uh, that she said she said it's a tough one to swallow. She, although she does respect George George Miller, the director. Um. Says that he's a master. I wish him nothing but the best, but it's a little heartbreaking for sure. And I love the character. So, but you can see Charlize in an um, upcoming Netflix movie called The Old Guard. Oh, that's a pun intended there, right? I guess mm. the fact that she kept playing young Furiosa. Um, 
Um, but I gave her more time for, I think, for her therapy that she is currently doing, which is, is good. She? Oh, yeah. She she's had a whole interview over the weekend saying how, like, she's in therapy over oh, growing this up. Prob- this is probably the same um, interview. Yeah, for growing just- up with um, apartheid in Africa, that she's currently in therapy for that. Wow. I didn't even know. Yeah. So that but this must be a segment of of the possibly the same interview because this someone's specifically talking about Mad Max, yeah. but uh, yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. White uh, guilt isn't, isn't just in the U.S. Yes. Also, also in Africa. There you go. As you know, there Disney's doing a Peter Pan and Wendy live action film. Mm-hmm. Any nudity in that? Any nudity? Any nudity? And Peter Pan. Well, it's Disney, Koki. If you know Disney, there's no, no nudity in Disney. Mind. If you want to see the Peter Pan with nudity, you got to watch it on Pornhub, my man. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we have to imagine it. I got you. All right. Yeah. Wait. So, is is Peter Pan trans or something in this one? <laughs> no. Well, it's Jude Law. So I wouldn't say he's trans. No, it's Jude Law. The, is it? He's like Peter Pan. Um. He's but this one, so this one's being called he's a, Peter. He's a pretty man. He is. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling it Peter Pan and Wendy. So okay. they're giving. Um, they're spotlighting um, Wendy in this one She's in the title. Wow. So, I, Koki, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I don't think Wendy will be doing any nudity. And maybe Who's playing the Wendy? Most... You know what? They didn't announce Wendy yet. Oh. Who would you like to play Wendy? Who would you? Who could you see playing Wendy? Charlize Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Give the Charlize, guys. Come on, right? Give her that de-aging technology. I know. We'll spend an, we'll put an extra twenty million dollars in the budget. She for looks de-aging. great for her age, man. Oh, it's, she's stunning. Absolutely stunning. She, she actually complained because they wanted her to be a mother of a twenty-something-year-old, um, and she was like, "Isn't she? Like how she's, old?" Is no. She? Well, she's in her forties, but I don't think. I mean, technically, she, she she would have been, you know, she could have been a young mother, but um, yeah. she was against um, those kind of roles. I remember reading about that. So, I mean, she's, still, she's still hot as hell. Yeah, she's amazing, guys. You know. Um, all right. So, um, the actress that played the Empress in the '84 fantasy feature, The Neverending Story, she's in a, you know. An adult actress now, if you didn't know. Yeah. She's also oh, a grown up. producer. Her name is... <laughs> she's she an adult actress now. <laughs> yeah. 30 years Since later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her name is Stanley Stronach. I thought she was still like, a good teen. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's going to um, produce and star in a new fantasy film called Man and Witch. Um, and um, other 80s stars will be joining the cast. I guess they're making an 80s theme. Right. attention. Yep. <laughs> Sean Astin from The Goonies and Lord of, of the Rings. Quintessential 80s. Yep. Yep. Rhea Perlman from Cheers. She's still alive. Good for her. That's um, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Um, Danny DeVito. Mrs. Dan- DeVito. Mrs. Danny DeVito, yeah. And, Don't get divorced. And that's right. Doc himself, Christopher Lloyd, will be Man, joining. Man, good for Christopher Lloyd. I mean, yes. he doesn't need the work. He's still living off of that Back to the Future money. Yeah. But, so th- this will be a heartwarming, heartwarming homage to the lo-fi fantasy films of the '80s. So apparently wow. they're they're going to use the Jim Henson Creature Shop to create the puppets. Um, so I guess they're not going to do the CG, heavy CG. They're going to go old school, which is another reason why I love The Mandalorian because they went old school with a yes, lot of creatures, yes. um, which sometimes looks better than CG guys, you know. I agree. You know, sometimes the puppet just looks better. They're new. You know that, right? 
<laughs> what? The puppets, are, the puppets are nude. The puppets are nude? Wow. The puppets are nude. <laughs> they're, they're, they're nude. Right. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know, Koki. <laughs> Why does Koki's phone go in and out? I don't understand. <laughs> so Finn from Star Wars, John Boyega, will star alongside... Jodie Turner-Smith and Felicity Jones, another Star Wars actress from Rogue One, and also Jack Rayner in a thriller called Borderland. This film will follow an Irish paramilitary soldier who witnesses the shooting of his wife by a SAS sergeant. And what's a SAS sergeant? It makes How do you spell it, it? SAS. Oh, an SAS sergeant. So that's oh, thank you. British, British Special Forces. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I thought that was an acronym. My bad. Yeah. How and, and makes it. Ow! Listen, incidentally, my uh, cohort that's sitting. We can't hear you, Koki. We can't hear you. Yeah, we can't. We can't listen to you because we can't hear you. <laughs> I said, my cohort that's sitting next to me thinks I'm going to kill everybody. Yes. Right. Is that accurate? Talk. Assassins. You're talking about assassins. Yes. Well, yeah. Ah. He's a he's a, a, a SAS sergeant. Makes makes it his personal mission to extract revenge. And I guess in a way you are correct. The yes. SAS stands for Special Air Service. That's the British equivalent to the Navy SEALs. Thank you, Captain. You're welcome. Glad you're here for that. That's what I'm here for. All right. <laughs> Technical <laughs> advisement. <laughs> Brad Pitt has joined the Bullet Train movie. We talked about the Bullet Train movie a while ago. It's David Leitch's, Leitch's film for Sony Pictures. Um, so if you got, I mean, this guy's known for Ad Astra and Deadpool 2. Um, so obviously they had a great relationship working on Ad Astra together. Why not get Brad Pitt? I mean, God, you know, it's simple, simple, right? <laughs> Um, so this is an Epstein that's lauded and not appalled. It's Brian Epstein. And Brian Epstein is the famed Beatles manager. They actually called him the fifth Beatle. Yep. And he's actually going to be getting a biopic um, with director him. Jonas Ackerland. Um, and it's called Midas Man. So look for a, um, a biopic on Brian Epstein, not to be confused with Jeffrey Epstein. Which we can talk about a little later, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure we will. Koki, <laughs> are you a fan of Jeffrey Epstein? No, not at all. Okay, good, good, good answer. Good answer. No, <laughs> not a fan. Not a Competition? Fan. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I don't, I don't like anybody that's under 21. Thank you very much. Ah, well, good for you. Yeah, I like, I like my freedom. Believe it or not. <laughs> you can still be with somebody 18 and older and still have your freedom. Yeah, well, not maturity but, wise. But you want to take them drinking. Correct. Gotta get, gotta get them drunk, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Farrelly Brothers' next movie um, is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever A True Story of Friendship Stronger Than War. Um, so Dylan O'Brien has been attached, as you know. Peter recently did um, the Green Book with Viggo Mortensen, and uh, this will be his next project, um, which is adapted from a book from Joanna Malloy and John Donahue, 
based on the true story of Donahue, who left New York in 1967 to track down and share a few beers with his childhood buddies in the Army while they're fighting in Vietnam. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Crazy. Trying to get in the line of fire there, I guess, right? The Green Book was great, but now I'm told I shouldn't like that movie. They're saying it's a white savior movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's like it's bad now when white people help black people now. Right. That's bad. But the movie, the movie showed white people being racist throughout the whole thing. Green Book showed white people being racist throughout the whole movie down south. But then you had one white guy out of all these hundreds of white people that were evil, that that was good. But that's bad because one white guy was good and helped out. Well, you know, speaking of the south in Georgia. In, in, within six years, in, in the past six years, white people now are the minority of Georgia. Really? So, yep, yep, that's right. And in, in, in about <laughs> 30, 40 years, the planet will be more dark than white people. White people are disappearing. So, it only took. What about the Jews? What about the Jews? Is that because of global warming? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. no. How, about the, how about the Jews, Koki? Will that be affected? Uh, no, they, they're, they have a lot of kids. They're trying to make up for people that were slaughtered. So. Yeah. <laughs> 15 uh, kids drive those Ford vans with all their 15 stinky kids in the, in the van. Stinky kids, Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? They're just trying to fill back in the 6 million we lost about 70 years ago. Yeah, yeah Cookie's, right. Cookie's yeah. a product of a bygone era. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am far gone. That is that is <laughs> another great comedy movie is a caper comedy called Queen Pins, starring Vince Vaughn, one of my favorites. Mm. Paul Walter Hauser, Chachi, you remember him from um, Richard Jewell, who played Richard Jewell. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Kristen Bell and Leslie Jones. Um, it's like again a caper I, comedy. I guarantee there's no nudity in that one. <laughs> No, not just not, Leslie Jones. If you if you want to see Leslie Jones, uh, you know, then hey, go ahead. But vagina to me is vagina, big, black, white, skinny. I don't give a shit. It's, you know, I don't care. No preference. That's as long as it's twenty one. Cool. As long yeah. as it's twenty one. Correct, and at least it has to be either trimmed or bald. That's my okay. preference. Yeah, and that's the only thing that you care about. Well, you know, cleanliness is good, but you know, thank you. Film, you know, the film, the film is not scratch and sniff, so I can't, you know, smell <laughs> this. So, you know, although you you're not, you know, stars on the video on your, um, on your, on your Skype chat here. But all, all the stars are making scent, you know, of themselves or balls or vaginas, so she could put out her vagina scent, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another. Uh, are you on a cricket phone? There's <laughs> <laughs> actually a cricket holding my phone up. <laughs> this is the worst reception. It's like impossible. It's impossible well, in 2020 to have that reception. I'm on speakerphone so I can uh, pick up some drugs. So I'm getting my money from the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm speakerphone while I'm driving. Oh my goodness! <laughs> also, Tiffany Haddish has a comedy film coming out. Oh, um, it's called. It's know, called. Buy, yeah. yeah, it's called Homecoming Queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is kind of interesting. So, 
It's a project inspired by a true story of when Adish, Tiffany's character, travels to Africa thinking she was royalty, only to find out that the designation means something entirely different there. Okay. So maybe maybe like a reverse coming to America, maybe? Something like that, you know? I don't know. Um, but yeah, look out for that um, upcoming film. Okay. Um, so this is interesting. So Holly Berry uh, said she's backing out of playing a transgender character, transgender man, Thank in you. an up in an upcoming film after criticism from the LGBT groups. Um, yeah, can't piss them off anymore. Yeah, you know they said that. Well, you know she, she, you know, I guess she originally wanted the challenge of playing a trans character, but you know. Um, she, that's why she was, you know, in, initially interested, but because of the backlash from the trans community, who criticized Barry for misgendering the character, um, <laughs> you know, in the interview, um, they uh, she, decided, she decided to bail out from the role. Um, you also have to think, um, my gosh, she didn't want to. She didn't want to wear a penis on the set all day. That was her problem. That's why she didn't do the role. But you also have to think, because you know why, right? If she wore a penis all day, she'd be fucking herself all day. So she didn't want that. Mm. Other than Laverne Cox, can you name any transgender actress who's on the the a level of 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 stardom yeah. and and and, there and, isn't. And, and 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 acting ability? You know, uh, you know. Um, there was the actress uh, Eve Lindley that was in um, Dispatches from Tomorrow, who's who's great. But if you want that name actress, you know, in Holly Berry, who's, yes, she is beautiful and everything, yeah. who wants the challenge of this role, and that's why they are actors, guys, you know. Um, could it just be the simple thing that there's just enough, there there just wasn't enough actors, treasure actors that, that could carry a film? Because not only you have to be a good actor, you have to be have a name value for a movie to sell. Well, this I think this is going to be a good experiment because we're going to see if just your sexual orientation or gender is going to make you interesting enough or talented enough to produce a good movie, because that seems to be, in my opinion, the rhetoric now, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, this happened recently with um, Scarlett Johansson. Remember, she was going to um, play right. a, a trans, but then the movie never got made. So oh, good job for not having the movie get made. So yeah. I'm fine. I think it's canceled. Never gets made. I'm fine with it. I mean, because you did it to hey, yourself. Hey, Chachi. Just incidentally, Al likes the uh, trans uh, character on Supergirl. So is there one? Yeah, yes. there is actually. Um, Nicole um, Mains, right, Rich? Uh, the um, what's the character? Dreamer, right? Yeah, okay. correct. Dreamer, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. People, people are just insane. Like, why, why do people keep backing down to these bullies? I'm talking about all these bullies that try to get everything canceled. Can they back down to them every time? And it's not even that big of a, a group. Like I was talking last week about Splash Mountain, and it was only like 15,000 signatures, which is nothing for a petition. And you keep backing down to these small groups of people that the only thing they're doing is they want to bully and feel good about themselves by getting stuff canceled. And you keep backing down to them, and it's never going to be enough. Like you never, you know, it's the same with these statues. It's never going to be enough. You can tear down a thousand statues and there'll still be other ones that they want torn down because it's never enough because it's all about power. It's not 
about people really being offended. If well, anything, having Howie Berry play a trans person would do wonders for the community, but I'm sure humanizing um, trans people in this role. Point. That's a very good point. But ultimately, it was Holly's decision to step down. It wasn't her decision. She was bullied Isn't down. That capitalism bullied right down. in America. That yeah. We're all about the money, so that's all they care about. Yeah, Halle Berry um, obviously took the role and wanted to do it, and now all of a sudden that she's stepping down because she was bullied down because it's not worth somebody wanting to put their whole reputation on the line by being called transphobe or racist or homophobe or whatever. That's a good point. That's a very good point, Josh. All right, let's move on to Netflix stuff, guys. A couple great films uh, to check out on and TV shows to check out on Netflix include um, Made in Italy. So this is an actual father and son acting team and Liam Neeson and his son, Michael Richardson. Um, they play father and son in this film and they're actually father and son in real life. Um, so it's, it's pretty uh, pretty cool premise. Uh, Michael Richardson has an acting son? No, no, no. Uh, Liam Neeson's... Uh, Liam Neeson and his kid. His kid. Oh, Liam Neeson and his kid. Okay. Yeah, his, he, he, took the, he took the last name of Natasha Richardson. Um, Liam's late wife who died tragically in a skiing accident okay. you remember that yeah yeah yeah. yeah michael michael took um instead of the niece name took um took his mom's, his name. mother's name exactly i could excited. Yeah. i thought it was michael richardson from um seinfeld i was all excited at first <laughs> you got I excited his name is michael richards oh i think it's richardson okay yeah michael richard's richards. son okay. richard's son is a different michael yeah oh okay and i don't I, think so i was ex- I, excited for nothing then I don't think Liam and, and, and Michael Richards could play father and son. I'd though, watch the shit out of that movie, though, wouldn't you? You would still watch that. Oh, my God, yeah. Right. If, okay. if Michael Richards was his son. I'd but wasn't that. he canceled, Michael Richards? He, he was, was yeah. He was one of the early ones that was he canceled. He was earlier canceled. Or yeah. canceled. He's, um, like, he's like one of the um, trailblazers for being canceled. But you'd be excited to see that canceled celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love Seinfeld. I'm not going to comment, but okay. Yeah, I love Seinfeld. Uh, if you love the coming of age stuff, Kissing Booth 2, uh, the trailer just dropped for that. Um, you can check it out on July 24th. I know uh, Big Nick's going to check out the Kissing Booth sequel. Oh, sure. <laughs> what was the first one? I never even heard of that. Uh, the first one's still available on, on Netflix if you want to check it out. Yeah. Joey King is the star of that one. Never heard of him either. Ale- Umbrella Academy Season 2. Um which features a new song by uh, My Chemical Romance's Gerard Way. If you didn't know, um, Gerard Way actually wrote um, the comic book of Umbrella Academy, and he's also a producer in the show. And he's also singing the the theme of the season two trailers to check out. But uh, yeah, the general told me this is a show I need to watch, so I got to put Umbrella Academy and The Boys on the next on my watch list because everyone keeps ta- talking the boys about those first. two. Watch The and Boys first. Watch the boys first, because the boys just dropped their season two trailer, which looks amazing. Yeah, you'll you'll like it. It's, I know what kind of shows you like. You do? Okay. Yes. I mean, I I I binged through the Bo- the boys season one in literally a single night. I watched all of it. Okay, and but you I still like haven't it. watched Umbrella Academy. No. Okay. I have not. Okay. Um. So Hillary Swank uh, is on a Netflix show. Um. What's it the called? Karate Kid. Is it called a Karate Kid? Yeah, no, it's called, called, it's called it's called it's called Away. <laughs> um, it's uh, it stars as an astronaut dealing with family separation. Oh, okay. Um, 
So she's on a uh, international crew on a mission to Mars, which takes three years. So it's about the, I guess, the, the her family life on Earth that gets strained because of her decision to fly to Mars. So um, I'd like to check. be on there. Cause I think if I'm on there with her for three years, I think after like the first two years, she might want to bang me. That's like you, you have increased odds this time. You do, you do. Like depending yeah. on how many people are on that on that ship, but I mean, I think my odds definitely go up after a couple of years. Absolutely. I could probably get Tori Swank. It's not like there's other options within right. the universe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the final season of Crown, fifth and final season of Crown, is coming out, is in production soon. Leslie Manville has been cast for Princess Margaret. Um. That's Queen Elizabeth's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be taking over the role uh, that was once held by Helena Bonham Carter. Um, also ending on Netflix is Dead to Me, renewed for season three. However, that will be the final season of Dead to Me. A lot of people say this is a really good series with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardinelli. I've yet to check it out. And if you're a fan of the Kaminsky method, that series is also coming to an end, guys. Mm. A third and final season. Um, uh, they'll be gearing up for, but yes, they're going out with a bang. Um, and also, uh, Pharrell Williams uh, bringing gospel music to Netflix. He's got an upcoming series um, called Voices of Fire, which takes place in Hampton Roads, Virginia. And it's a, uh, Pharrell Williams' um, journey <laughs> builds. One of the most inspiring I, gospel uh, choirs. Um, so, so, so. Um, Koki, are you talking? <laughs> Koki, we can't really hear you. I, it I sounds like he's buying me. cigarettes. I put him on mute. Like he's... I heard menthol a little while ago. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so on Amazon Prime, so um, they're, they're, they just started um, resume um, production on the Lord of the Rings um, TV adaptation. I know some of you guys are big Lord of the Rings fans. So this will be the Amazon Prime's TV adaptation of it. Um, because they better not no fuck it up. I don't like it. If there's no nudity, you won't like it. Okay. Um, the, so this is going to be in New Zealand. As you know, New Zealand has zero... Zero like coronavirus cases. Midgets fucking each other. I like that. That's cool. Those little gnomes, those little midgets. <laughs> so you want to see hobbits. Yeah, hobbits. Hobbits, hobbits whatever. Short people, little people, whatever you have to say about those little fuckers. I like seeing that. That's kind of cool. Why don't you just set up a camera uh, on uh, on your tripod and then, and then fuck something, and then you got a little person fucking something. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think I'm over that, that height. Uh, level. Oh, okay. Okay. I can get on all the rides at the amusement park. Oh, okay. Look okay. at you. Yeah. That wow. makes sense. Okay. And yes, we already mentioned the boys uh, season two trailer and uh, general told me I have to look out for starlight. Chachi, is that someone I have to look out for played by Aaron Moriarty? Um, supposedly she is eye candy galore. Um, yeah. but, uh, um, I will definitely check that out. Uh, <laughs> Apple TV uh, signed a multi-year deal with the Maurice Sendak Foundation, which supports the legacy of Where the Wild Things Are. And they will be reimagining a new children's series and special based on those popular books. Hmm. They were um, naked in that book. They were naked, those fucking weird creatures. From Where the Wild Things Are? 
Yeah. <laughs> running around in the forest with no clothes on. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a point. I mean, they oh, did. Where the wild things are. Someone's been quarantined for too long when they were like checking out where the wild things are for their nakedness. <laughs> you know, I, I actually incidentally actually have a girlfriend now, so I'm not, you know, I, I you know, it's all good. So he's know. seeing naked chicks so, all the time now. So you only have one uh, patient, Every, only one Dr. Lickalotipus yeah. patient. Cor- yes, that's correct. But that's like every third month now. It's you know, it's like, you know, it's like whenever you know. It's text not me every. A, text me a picture. Okay. All right. Good. I know, man. <laughs> I want to see who Cokie, who's Cokie is, is is getting. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so um, I guess Cokie, you're a big CW fan of all the CW stuff. So there's yeah. big news. Batwoman has found its new series lead. As oh Javicia Leslie is set to step into the Cape and Cow for the upcoming second season on the CW. And as you know, thank God they're not calling her Katie Keene still. It's going to be a different character, so it makes sense. Um, if you saw, if you're not familiar with ja- Javicia, she was on God Friended Me on CBS for two seasons, which actually just ended. Um, but yeah, she will portray no a saw new that, character. She hot. She's gorgeous. Uh, it's a new character on the show named Ryan Wilder. So this is the new Batwoman. Described as a likable, messy, little goofy, and untamed. Wait, 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 wait. So the, the girl, the, the main girl that's on there now will not be returning? The, you didn't, uh, have you been under a rock, Koki? Ruby Rose um, quit. I just smoke, you know I smoke it. What does that have to do with no? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yeah, Ruby Rose has... has uh, has quit the iconic role as Batwoman due to um, didn't get along with supposedly the crew, didn't like the long hours. She got severely injured on set. She's basically a stuck-up bitch. I got you. I understand. Well, you know the CW shows are really demanding. They're twenty-three episodes a season. Oh, be grateful. She's so it's a, a lot of check every fucking two weeks. But they, ungrateful actor. Yeah, and those network shows need to make more episodes for advertisers. So. She gets residual income. She's a she's an idiot. So that's all right. She can go lick you know all her uh, her girlfriend's you know vaginas. So well, Cody, I'm sure you'd be happy that Star Girl has been renewed for a second season on CW. Um, yeah, I'm sure you're happy about that one. Um, so it it will no longer be available on DC Universe's streaming platform, which I have a feeling that's going to end and just kind of shift over. To HBO Max once that's like more readily um, you know, accessible, I guess. Because although you can view it on your laptop, there's not a lot of devices that have the app for HBO Max yet. So once that starts populating, I'm sure that will change. Um, sad news that Katie Keene was canceled. The spinoff from Riverdale. I know you're Koki. You're very distraught about that. I'm um, busted. I'm so torn up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I walk over it. Were you were you a Riverdale fan? I don't know if you watch Katie Keene, but I think you watch Riverdale, right? I'm not a Riverdale fan, no, not at all. Okay, no. you were not a Riverdale. Okay, so this was the spinoff of Katie Keene, who was like the fashionista from uh, from Riverdale that moved to New York City, and that will not be coming back. Um, Sounds so. very exciting. Oh, there's sarcasm. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I'm, I'm not a Riverdale fan. My bad. Mad Men creator Matthew Weiner um, 
is going to create a new mystery dramedy series in development of FX. Is he Jewish? Weiner sounds Jewish. I think he is. Uh, He's, you know, as you know, he created Mad Men. um, And this will be Weiner's first return to cable since Mad Men. Um, Hmm. You know, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. It's kind of ironic because, you know, Jews are whiners, you know, by nature anyway. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, got, they got cookies Jewish. <laughs> yeah, so Jews, uh, Seth Rogen will uh, play <laughs> a 1920s immigrant on an American pickle. This is I, a, saw, I saw the trailer for this. Yeah, it looks, it looks really funny. It's an HBO Max film where he plays Herschel Greenbaum. Uh, who immigrates to America with his wife with the hope of pursuing the American dream. And then he falls into a vat of pickles and brine for 100 years. And he's completely preserved like Captain America. Yep. <laughs> Has an age the day when he gets out of the vat of pickles and he meets his great grandson, who's also played by Seth Rogen. <laughs> so basically, he's just getting shot up with a lot of, um, you know, um, fillers. And Botox, I gotcha. I, I get it. No, I don't think they were. Maybe, maybe not. I think a lot of it has to do with prosthetics. Yeah. So he, he all they did, all they did was film him with a beard and without a beard. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Because that's even though, did. even though he's over 100 years old, he still retained his. Uh, yeah. His so, youth. Right. so 100 year old Seth Rogen has a beard and 20. And he's young. Look, and he's young looking. Right. No beard. So he comes uh, out in 2020 is when he gets out of the um the pickled tub. Yeah, what a yes. shitty year to come out. Yeah, of the I mean, imagine like, like hey, what the hell's going on? I'd jump back in for at least two more years. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it was the pandemic when he jumped out. No, okay. <laughs> uh, Batman director Matt Reeves is expanding the relationship with Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Um, so expect more. Um, projects with Matt Reeves, including the Batman. Um, so he's already proven his worth. God, I hope it doesn't well, suck. Right? Seriously, man. Seriously, dude. How many Batmans can they do? I mean, as long as they don't suck, I don't care. But I just don't mm-hmm. want them to suck. I mean, just bring back Michael Keaton to be the um the old Batman. And be I amazing. heard about that. Yeah, I, I don't know, if, Al. You probably got that in there about Michael Keaton. Yeah, well, that that was from a week or so ago. Like the Flash, um, was it the Flash? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be in the the Flashpoint movie, which is all about the multiverse in yep. the DC universe. And uh, DC kind of wants to merge all their movie universes together, kind of link them up. And you know, I'm a big fan of the tie-in. So when that yeah. that happens, that will be cool. As long and as it doesn't definitely, suck. that movie that movie will not have nudity at all. Absolutely no none. No, you heard, it, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard it here yep. first. And the last TV news um, <laughs> I'd like to bring up is ABC's bringing back the Wonder Years. Yes, oh, putting geez. in development a new take <laughs> from <laughs> Empire creator Lee Daniels, which will mm. shift the focus to a black middle class family in Alabama. Now, this one is going to be produced by Fred Savage, who stars as Kevin Arnold in the original series. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, I don't know if there will be any characters from the original Wonder Years no, that will be jumping. There. Because now that Kevin Arnold is affiliated with this project, you might. It's, well, it's Fred very Savage possible. is. Well, Fred right. Savage as, as, yeah. as Kevin Arnold. I mean, well, you know what? It's the same era. So the only way that, yes, you're right. If, this, if it's the same era, then he had to have been the same age. 
So he probably most likely would not. Yeah, I heard um I heard that um Winnie Cooper's gonna burn a cross in their yard on this new show. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know You know, I <laughs> I, I get I got I, I know what you're saying because I know you also sighed about the Party of Five remake and actually that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to do a Latin X um, spin on um, the Party of Five. Um, so I don't know. You know that this is this is a very uh, risky it, risky undertaking. Here's, you know? well, here's the I thing. Mean, here's the thing. One of yours was an amazing show and it was like a upbeat show and in the backdrop was all the stuff that happened in the 60s and um, early 70s and um, hopefully when they do this hopefully they don't call it one year years they call it a different name mm-hmm. and you know and hopefully I don't think they're going to name them the same characters I hope they don't mm-hmm. but it's obviously it's being put down in Alabama for a reason during the 60s because that, that was like the most racist area of the country during that time mm-hmm. so it's going to be focused on on race and all the horrible stuff that happened during that time period mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. And I think people do, really do need another reason to hate white people. So luckily this, because they don't hate white people enough with all the stuff in the past. So luckily this is going to get them more fuel. Well, you know, I don't you know, let's not add fuel to the fire. We, we haven't seen it yet. Um, but I think this will be a good time to take a classic cut break. Right. Um, so uh, Chachi, why don't you go ahead and take us away? Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. All right, it's Chachi's Classic Cut back once again. Do we have a um, news article on the passing of um, Charlie Daniels? Yes, uh, Charlie Daniels uh, sadly has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, played bass and guitar in uh, Bob Dylan's uh, Nashville Skyline LP. Um, went on to pioneer the burgeoning Southern rock movement with the Charlie Daniels Band. Yeah. So sadly passed away. And this is his biggest hit, I'm sure that people know, the Devil Went Down to Georgia, which came out in 1979, which is, I'm not a huge country fan, but this is actually one country song that, you know, I kind of like. Awesome. So okay. he's, um, yeah, yeah. So rest in peace, Charlie Daniels, and this is The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Devil Went Down to Georgia, and when we come back, guys, our special celebrity guest, I am excited, smoking hottie, model, entrepreneur, from UFC, one of my favorite Octagon girls, Ariane Celeste, will be joining Blow the Belt show, guys. It's going to get hot here on Blow the Belt. So we'll be wait, back. Wait, I can't wait. We'll wait. be back right after the class cut. Koki, are you leaving? No, I have to talk to her. Oh, Lord, Koki wants oh, to stay. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. This could be really bad. All right, guys, we'll see you after the classic cut break. See ya. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. 
I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, cause I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're gonna regret, cause I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. All right, guys, that was a classic cut, and we are back here on BTB. The devil went down to Georgia. Rest in peace. Yes, we got other, a couple other unfortunate rest in pieces that we have to throw out. In addition to um, Mr. Daniels, includes Earl Cameron, the pioneering black actor um, uh, who starred in The Pool of London, Thunderball, and Inception, and died at the age of 102. Damn. Wow. Also, screenwriter and author Bettina Galo died Sunday in her sleep after battling cancer. Mm. Um, Bruce Fretz, longtime critic and entertainment journalist for Entertainment Weekly and other publications, died uh, at the age of 54. Um, he's been fighting um, a rare disease called neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Um, also, Oscar-winning Italian composer Ennio Morricone died at the age of 91. He wrote a lot of scores for westerns, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, oh, wow. It's Upon a Time in the West. Um, he drew on his work in so-called spaghetti westerns for Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and also Hugh Downs, legendary, legendary TV broadcaster. Um, for six decades, died at the age of 99. And that is um, just some sad passings to announce here on Below the Belt Show. Um, but a really quick, we're really excited to bring on our special guest, Ariane Celeste. But uh, let's just throw out a couple things until she does join us. So a couple other big um, music events are uh, being um, not even postponed, but canceled entirely. All right, so this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, guys. Um, wow. And I was really excited. Damn. Nine Inch Nails in Depeche Mode. Um, I potentially was going to go. Um, it was supposed to take place in, in Cleveland, along as with Ubi Brothers. As it usually does, yep. Yep, Whitney Houston, Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex. Um, but unfortunately, they're not even postponing the Hall of Fame. They're actually canceling it Just... and will have... An HBO special honoring the inductees. Wow. I'd rather them just had, postpone it. They should have just postponed it for next year. Man, and H just HBO skip. is just making a killing on all this stuff. Man. Yeah. Hi. So, Hello. Uh, awesome. All right, guys. We are happy to welcome to Below the Belt Show. I think it's been a minute since we had Ariane Celeste on, but nonetheless. It's been a lot of minutes. <laughs> it's been a lot of minutes, but nonetheless. The amazing, the gorgeous... My entrepreneur, octagon girl extraordinaire, and model, supermodel extraordinaire, and social media influencer, the one and only Ariane Celeste. We are so happy to have you back on BTV. 
Thank you so much for having me. Do you recall our, your first time with us? Um, I think it was close to 2010. Oh not, not too far into your UFC career. Yeah, that was a that. Yeah, I, I have a really bad memory. Plus, I have like pregnancy brain right now, so <laughs> don't, don't remember it. <laughs> but thank you for having me back. By the way, congratulations on your upcoming. Uh... Thank you so much. When are you doing? Hey, hey, Al. Incidentally, you know, you know, uh, a pregnancy is the best birth control. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely was surprised about this pregnancy. Uh, I, I w- we had this whole plan that we were going to like travel the world and do all these great things this year. And mm-hmm. um, COVID hit, and I was already pregnant before then. So I was like, oh, okay. okay. It okay. actually turned out to be the best time to be pregnant because, first of all, like, I can just rest and do nothing. Yeah. And then, second of all, like, my friends, they can't even go out either, so I don't have FOMO. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best. Um, is... Yeah. But so... you kind of announced it last week and made it um, uh, the big announcement for the public last week, even though you had been pregnant yeah. for a while, obviously. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of wait for my baby bump to kind of start popping and yeah. other things. So, so it just it just started popping, and I'm actually in my third trimester already. So it's going, it's gone by so fast, and I'm due September 28th. Awesome! So, oh wow. man, that's yes. up. nice, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you revealed this on on TMZ, you did not know the gender of your baby. Is that still the case? Are you still waiting? You want to be surprised, or you're not telling? um your fans just yet but um i I just want it to be a surprise till yeah till till i my sister knows so we're waiting to do it in in some special way you know like the girls that are you doing a like a gender reveal yeah 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 cool cool cool. yeah i think it's gonna be a boy yeah Yeah. oh really you're (laughs) predicting chachi wow I don't know. Doing it like a Zoom call, so uh, with all the family and stuff. So oh, that's great. Oh, that'll be cool. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So you actually revealed that you will not be making, which makes sense, UFC 251, which I do want to talk about in a little bit. But um, but it makes sense. makes sense that uh, I don't know how Dana White would feel if you had the baby bump holding the ring card off. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about it. Go for it. If you want to do it, I say go for it. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know feel about that but I, I i was scheduled for i want to say like six or seven events right before covid and covid hit and everything changed and you know dana even dana was like you know just to be super safe we're not gonna send you out to florida or any of the other shows so yeah um, yeah it kind of sucks because i didn't get to work and i just miss it i miss being around my ufc family and obviously making money so but yeah it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I guess we could talk about UFC uh, 251. So this is crazy. So they're doing, um, due to the pandemic, they're doing, um, they're doing it in Abu Dhabi uh, on a, a private island with a 10 mile safety zone. Whoa. So uh, this will ensure that's that. Not the, that's not the uh, Jeffrey Epstein island, is it? No, very <laughs> different island. <laughs> a that's some um, bad vibes on that island. Yeah, uh, but uh, we'll be seeing nothing but fights going down on this island, <laughs> luckily. Um, but um, how do you, what do you think about this? So obviously there's not going to be fans in attendance watching. I didn't think that was the case for the last UFC event. Um, 
do you feel this is really the only way USC can present a show for the fans? I think it's amazing. Um, I think Dana White's man for getting this done. Um, we're literally the only sports that are playing right now. So I think that it, we're, we're doing humanity a little favor. You know, we need something. To yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the idea. I think it's amazing. It's so cool that, that I work for a company that did that is doing that. So, um, yeah, hopefully everyone stays safe. It looks like from everybody's stories, like they're taking super, super precautious everything. So that that's cool to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, the fights are probably going to be set up kind of like the ultimate fighter reality show where it's just the octagon and the fighters and the coaches. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's still going to be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I mean, UFC so, fans are used to that. Similar to what uh, WWE was doing um, early on, because at, at one point, WWE was the only sports and sports entertainment that was going on. But now UFC is happening. So I'm excited about that. But uh yeah, I'm reading that uh, Gilbert Burns uh, tested positive for COVID-19, so they had to switch uh, out the main event. And now Kamaru Usman will now be defending against Jorge Masvidal um, instead of uh, Gilbert Burns. Um, but that should still be a phenomenal fight nonetheless. Um, Jorge is um, a veteran in UFC, and Kamaru is just a beast. It's 17 and 1. Um, you have a prediction on this one, Ariane? I'm not really sure. I just know that that, that the guys are hungry because we have been kind of, you know, slow and under the radar. So I, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I bet it's going to be a good fight. That that has all, all the implications of a phenomenal fight. But I'm really um, excited about the, the much-anticipated rematch of Alexander... Volkanovsky and uh, Max Holloway, they're uh, uh, taking another, um, uh, I can't wait for this one, um, Matt, pretty much almost identical fight records, um, but this will be the um, the Federate title um, defended, um, and we even have a third title uh, fight in the Bantamweight title as Petra Yan takes on Jose Aldo, so uh, any thoughts on these uh, those two fights? I just know it's going to be... Those names are just amazing. Like it's gonna be an amazing night of fights. So looking forward to it. But one thing that I thought was amazing since your journey from UFC um, to see uh, women fighters take the forefront, and we have two great women's uh, matches uh, on this card as Jessica Andrade takes on Rosa Namajunas, and. Um, Amanda Rebus uh, takes on my one of my favorites, Paige Van Sant. Um, I think it's awesome how women are taking the forefront in UFC. And I remember early in the UFC, I guess around the time you started, there was no women's fights at all. Ten so, years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> now they're doing great. They're taking over. They're some of the best fights in in the year. I, I remember watching the – I can't remember her name right now, but – I know the the little ones, the the Asian, and then we have. Um, uh, That's right. She's the current. Um, I can't yeah. uh, pronounce their names, but it was an amazing fight. It was right before COVID hit. We were in Vegas. You guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. It escapes me right now too. 
<laughs> but nonetheless, um, just saying, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. She had the big lump in her head. After oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that fight. I can't remember the names of the fighters either. My mind was so blown at that fight. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen. So. Yeah, I remember that fight with uh, Rosa Namajunas where she was literally dropped on her head, and I thought that she was severely injured. I don't know if you caught that, but I just caught highlights of that one fight, and uh, glad that she's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to be a great, great fight with Rosa uh, Namajunas and Jessica Andrade. And of course, I love Paige Van Sant. Um, she's just amazing. So um, we'll have to. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to see that. But um, um, I, I was just curious. I mean, I know this is a little bit of older news, Ariane, but uh, Ronda Rousey wasn't too keen on the Octagon Girls, reportedly. Yeah, she wasn't. Um, mm. No hard feelings. I mean, to each their own. <laughs> yeah. I, get it, I get it. I guess I would be. Able to... I mean, I... get punched in the face for a living, and we don't. So. Yeah, I don't know. Supposedly, she thought that the fighters weren't paid enough and the ring card girls were paid too much or whatever. And uh, How does she even know what the ring card girls make? All the ring card girls make different amount of money. So it's yeah. just depends yeah. on different things. So, you know, everyone assumes everything. So I just, you know, if you don't know facts, then it just makes you look stupid if you assume things. Ari, yeah. I, I actually had a quick question. I go back to and I think about one of the fights that always kind of stays with me as like one of my favorite fights of all time. And for me, that's the Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner fight from uh, Ultimate Fighter One. Yeah. Wow. You go way back. Oh, I go way back. Being that you were part of that world, is there a fight that just kind of you were there to witness that was one that just stood out as one of your favorites or whatever? Anything like that? Actually, definitely that one. Course. Um, it's like one of the best fights of all time. And how could you forget when Anderson Silva's like leg practically? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So brutal. I actually heard it. So was that, against, was that against the Iceman, Chuck Liddell? I can't remember who was fighting for that. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I remember that. Oh my God, that was crazy. Yeah, there's been some crazy fights, man. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I love watching. And then, do you do any MMA yourself? Um, I actually was doing Muay Thai kickboxing for a little bit. Um, I have not found anything out here in LA that I like. It was in Orange County, so mm-hmm. I just do boxing. I love boxing. It's a great workout. Cool, cool. Have you ever thought about working with the Gracies or anything like that? They're in, uh, like, Redondo or Long Beach or something. Yeah, I tried um, jujitsu. I'm just not a, a real big fan of it. Makes sense. That makes sense. It's not for like, everybody. Did you have the, the uh, really and like sweat? It's just not my thing. <laughs> I dig well, it, especially in the COVID era. Yeah. You know, oh, sweat. especially in the COVID area. Yeah. It's probably not. <laughs> now is not like the WWE best time to be practicing your jujitsu. No. No. I'm good. <laughs> cool. Oh, You'd rather well, try out for WWE or something like that? Nah. WWE. <laughs> WWE maybe because I used to be a gymnast. I feel like I would be able to keep up with all their moves. Um, gymnast, cheerleader, and I'm pretty athletic, so maybe I'm not that good of an actress. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> neither are they really. So. No, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, you've seen a lot of uh, the fighters uh, transition uh, to uh, from UFC, MMA to uh, WWE, like Matt Riddle, Ronda Rousey. Um, what do you have? You seen any of their WWE stuff? What are your thoughts? No, I don't watch that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very complete. Plus, like, plus, like, I can imagine you not want to tune in to Ronda after what she said. I wouldn't support her either. <laughs> well, tell us about the rock. Us, when back in the day when he was doing it, maybe for him. Because <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love Dwayne Johnson The Rock? Yeah, he's the best. Unbelievable. Wow. So let's talk about some other stuff you got going on, Ariani. So um so this will uh, come in handy for an anniversary, a birthday, um, the upcoming holidays is um your subscription gifting service called the Girlfriend Box. And Chach, you got excited. You thought it was like a sex toy first, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was okay. But, but it, it's... I it right here. It's under my computer. It's the girlfriend. Oh, no, you were getting confused. You got confused with me. I got excited. You got excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got you too. Okay. But, in the future, we'll do like a specialty box. Um, but this one is just... It's all jewelry. So it's personalized jewelry. You go in. You say... My girlfriend is boho, classic, or edgy, and the our program we automatically show you like what kind of jewelry she can get. You can pick it out. You can pick out the date. Say your anniversary is in January. You set your date in January. Her birthday it has Valentine's Day, Christmas, whatever other dates you want, and it's automatic, so you you never forget an important date. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it's automatic. it. You're so it uses, now, so it uses like they, a they, Okay, go ahead, Koki. Go ahead. Sorry. And then real quickly, do they have slutty jewelry for the you know the girls that are a little bit more promiscuous? Or? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm wearing some of it right now. I would say it's promiscuous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I guess it depends on what you wear it with. Um, but yeah. It's definitely a classy box that she will love. It's all um, gold and silver plated. It's not going to rust. It's not going to go bad. Like a lot of these like jewelry companies. So I'm super excited. It's one of my passion projects. I'm super into fashion and accessorizing and, and helping guys. That's what I say about my girl's box. It's classy. It's, you know, it's, oh, it's good. So, Ariana, I have to warn you, we had our, in, our remote comedian uh, dialing in uh, on Below the Belt show, and uh, it's good that uh, he has a face for radio, so he's not showing, <laughs> he's not showing his face, but nonetheless, his views don't necessarily uh, reflect the rest of us here on Below the Belt Or anybody show. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's, a fair warning. He's calling in from a, a cricket phone, so if it cuts off, then you know why. Yeah. But Ariane, I was curious, how does the technology work when you say you select either edgy or traditional or whatever? Does it go through like a recommendation system or some kind of like keyword thing? How does the technology work? It has an algorithm. Um, the technology that we built into the website works with an algorithm. So if you say that she's a classic girl, it'll pull up all the jewelry that's considered classic and you're able to choose. And then you also go in and you say you can send it one month send it every month or you can send it five times a year so um yeah it's all it's all technology <laughs> so i'm actually checking out the website and i had a question for you so i'm married i got my wife she's a huge fan of big dangly earrings 
<laughs> what's that considered? Is that considered boho? Is that considered <laughs> edgy? I, I that's that's me not knowing the nomenclature. <laughs> yeah, so we have earring options in each category. Okay. And definitely, definitely depends on just her style. So boho is like more of the girls that are like, I don't know, like granola girls that like to go and like worship the sun and stuff like that. Cool. <laughs> Um, we have classic girls who like re really like to dress up and wear dresses and all that we have edgy girls that are more like leather jackets and like dark colors and stuff like that so cool. um it just depends on her style so this is you like the company is what's curating and 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 sending the jewelry it's not like i'm gonna pick something out on the website and right. it's like a subscription no, the company, I, I do it. I actually hand-selected all the jewelry myself. Oh, that's rad. In categories, yeah. Oh, cool. That's really oh, nice. You know, I, also heard, I, I also heard that the jewelry can be swapped with, you know, the, the, the men, and they can put the jewelry on their testicles or their penis if they want to. Oh, with, my God. Um, I haven't heard that. Sure. No. <laughs> I haven't heard that. <laughs> no, no I, I didn't. I didn't hear about that one. That definitely would <laughs> oh koki so, you're too so much is it, is it just jewelry or are there other options too like other kind of gifts it's just jewelry just jewelry do you think you'll ever expand it expand, to yeah. add in clothes fashion stuff like that? Uh, I, i've had the company up for two years now and i i tested it out with clothing and women are so picky when it comes to clothing okay yeah. ah. it's the way it looks their style everyone has a different style so it was it was kind of a nightmare i was literally like packing boxes myself oh, wow. office. then if somebody didn't like it I was exchanging mm -hmm. it. so I took out the fashion part of it um I definitely cool. want to revisit like beauty items and stuff I feel like all women love like skincare and beauty and makeup stuff so um maybe in the future for that that's pretty Sweet. cool because I mean it's always hard to like yeah. think about what to get your girl like especially when it comes to jewelry and, and a lot of guys like or anybody's just so busy nowadays that um, they don't have time to go to the mall and try to shop and stuff. So yeah. it takes a lot of the guests. And who's going to the mall it. nowadays with COVID? Nobody's exactly. going to the mall now. Yeah. 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 Have you seen a Have you seen a spike now during COVID of of, of this service? Definitely, online um, business is where it's at right now. Yeah. Um, awesome. And like you said, like people can't can't go shopping. This is a great way for even if if it's yourself sending it to your girlfriend just to say, hey, I hope you're doing well. Blah blah blah. Um, it's just a nice little gesture to make people happy. Um, yeah, and, and right now we have a 100% guarantee. If you don't, if they're not satisfied with the box, they, you get your money back. So go and try it. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to try it. We got our four-year anniversary coming up next month. Oh, dude, Perfect. Perfect. So I, yes. might, uh, I might jump on this. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, I'm checking out your Instagram, Ariani. 3.3 million followers. Holy smoke, lolies! That's amazing. Impressive. Uh, and uh, and I love it that you you're you're doing the baby bump modeling photos. That's great. Um, looks amazing. These photos are amazing. I'm curious if if your uh, significant other took some of these photos. Yeah, he actually took the ones that were on Us Weekly. He's an amazing photographer. He took those and. They're really special. Even the ones of us two together, we, we use like a tripod and uh, he set up all the lighting and stuff. So yeah, those are really special. I'm happy to finally be able to like share 
the news, share the bump. Mm -hmm. It's almost Aww. like the you know? Because before that, it's all been from here up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did the tailor sweep you off your feet? Because I pictured you with a fighter down the road. Well, if you see him, he looks like a fighter, but like he's <laughs> ten times bigger than a fighter. And there you oh, go. Really? There you go. <laughs> yeah. he's, he he's can fight when he needs to. Yeah. yeah. Six five. He's Hawaiian. He like he's just an amazing guy. He's a he's you know how Hawaiians are. They have good hearts. They're oh, they're yeah. grounded. They're they're it's family people. So um, yeah, he's just you know how Hawaiians like, are. Yeah. <laughs> a ton of there's a ton of Hawaiians here in Baltimore. Ariana, I know you got some Filipino blood in you as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Woo, for the Filipinos in the house. <laughs> and, of course, the Filipinos and the Hawaiians are alike in a lot of ways. Yes. But damn, yes. do you have any single family members that look like her? <laughs> <laughs> I need to start coming to, you, start coming to your barbecues. Oh, Lord, this is crazy. <laughs> So, uh, so are you Filipino and Latina? What's the Latina side? Yeah, so Mexican, Native American. Yeah. And Filipino. Yeah. I love that mix. That's a great mix. Apparently, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Hashtag mixed in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so do you miss the hosting stuff? Because you, I mean, you did great on uh Guy Code on MTV, and of course, Velocity's overhauling. Watch some of the YouTube clips of that. Um, uh, any any other projects in the hosting uh, realm? I definitely want to revisit that. Um, yeah. Right now, because of pandemic, things are so slow as far as like auditioning and everything. So right. hopefully, hopefully that comes back at some point. <laughs> you know. But we'll ideal, see. ideally, hosting is kind of where it's at for you. Yeah, I love being on camera. I love um, narrating stories and, and that whole thing. Like I said, I'm not a good actress, so I'm, I don't want to be acting like anybody else. But being right. to myself and just talk about things um, is cool with me. I feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess um, with MTV's Guy Code, I thought it was great because it just – it was a great show because of the perspective of both men and women and just all different types of people and different celebrities and stuff like that. I would love to see that show return. Yeah. So we're actually doing something similar, I think. Um, yeah. Not as like funny, but, but maybe we should um, for girlfriend box because it is like something for a guy to like, remember to always, you know, make your girlfriend special. So we're talking, we're getting influencers together for zoom meetings and we're talking everything about relationships like how to oh, keep, cool. yeah how to keep the spice alive um anybody can just write in their questions and we'll we'll answer them on the live zoom and then whoever can't tune in we do uh we replay it on our youtube so we just started that and it was really fun um last week so we'll be doing it every month awesome throughout uh, the link for where we can find it on your official um, site? Girlfriendbox.com, yeah. On, oh, oh, actually, directly on girlfriendbox.com. Okay, also on your YouTube page as well. You guys have a YouTube channel? Is it Girlfriend Box or is it your YouTube channel? It's Girlfriend Box, yeah. Cool. Awesome. I see you Very, guys have a 15% off um, special right now. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's like a double entendre kind of thing, that website. Yes, it's 15% off right now. And like I said, if she's not, if she's not happy with it, 
you get your money back and we will send her something new. Cool. Love it. I love it. And uh, just a couple of awesome things I'm reading here. Um, you, you've done some great causes near and dear to your heart and also mine by serving underprivileged Filipino youth um, and supporting those affected by natural disasters, which I think is awesome. Also, fostering the adoptions of animals. Uh, tell us about your oh. animal, a, I guess, animal rescue advocacy, I guess. I mean, I love animals. Um, I love children. The SEPA Cares works with children who are underprivileged, um, Filipinos. Um, any way I can help, really. I'm, I'm a softie when it comes to helping people. Yeah. And, and I selfishly, like, just love feeling good. <laughs> the, the feeling that, it, that, ha that comes with, with giving back. Um, so, yeah, I also started a GoFundMe for the nurses in, through this pandemic. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Very cool. I was able to raise, I think, $6,000 in, in one month. So Yes, for, for awesome. masks and shields for for the nurses and the healthcare professionals on the front line through the pandemic. Yeah. So that's, you're amazing. You have an amazing heart, Ariani. That's, yeah. that's just yeah. so Hopefully it doesn't get bad like that again. I really hope not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what's the first thing you want to do as soon as everything, uh, the whole pandemic's over? What, what's the first thing you want to do that you can't do right now, I guess? I want to go on vacation. Yes. <laughs> Good yes. Yeah, and not feel like that anxiety of like, you know. The risk like, of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a big trooper, especially because of UFC, doing it for so long. I'm used yes. to Oh, so like having to stay home. We've been doing a lot of like road trips and stuff, which which helps. But I'm yeah. like, I'm dying to get like on a plane, wake up, see the ocean, and just like just be on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. but then on top of that, being pregnant, like I feel like a lot of people would be like, you know, think I'm irresponsible or something if I did that. So we'll see. I guess right. no baby moon for me. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah. Mommy duty Ow. comes in September. So yeah. it's also my birthday too. So um, uh, birthday birthday month. So that's a good month to be born. <laughs> awesome, Ariani. Thank you so much. You're amazing, and uh, you have this glow about you, which I think is is awesome. It's kind of like that that you know the pregnant glow kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but it's not the the fuzzing out of the background from the Skype. That's not that's not what's causing the glow. Yeah. Can we, um, can we see the can we see the baby bump before you go? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing sweats because this. That's fine. Like... That's okay. It's a Zoom meeting, so from the waist Aww. up. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. great. Oh. He's on his way. He's on his way. Oh wait, you hey, said I... he. <laughs> yep. You said he. I didn't. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she still doesn't know. <laughs> I thought you just revealed it here for us. <laughs> no, I I don't know yet, but I definitely kind of want to have a boy first. Aww. I want two kids. So hopefully I get a girl, but I would love to have a boy first so that he can like protect. Watch out for her, yeah. And boys are more sturdy, you know. So if you drop them, they bounce back a little more. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> possible. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and the dad you see is like a big dude, so chances are, you know, you want a sturdy boy just to yeah. practice. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Lots of luck with everything, uh, Ariani, with Girlfriend Box, the upcoming baby. Um, we're excited to see you back in UFC whenever that happens, which I can imagine will be a while because you got to have some baby time, mommy baby time, which I totally understand. But we can't wait to see you back in the octagon. 
Um, that was one of the highlights for me. I love seeing you <laughs> on every UFC card. So, uh, Ariane, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, um, throw out a catchphrase, a plug uh, for Girlfriend Box if you'd like, uh, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show. My name is Ariane Celeste, and go ahead and check out girlfriendbox.com for all your gifting needs. And you are watching Below the Belt. Yes. Awesome, awesome. All right, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Yeah, and good luck with the uh, pregnancy, and we're excited to come back on here when you had the baby. Aw. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Be Bye. safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Guys, hey, that was Al. Ariane Al. Celeste. Al. Hey, Al. Yes. You want to know You know what I'm going to do after the pandemic? What's, What's that? the first thing you're going to do, Koki, after the pandemic? I, I probably have a threesome. I think that might be a good time once it's over, you know, a couple of years from now. Yeah. Wait, you know? wait. That way, the only disease you have to worry about spreading is, you know, like HPV or herpes. Yeah. Right. And not COVID. Correct. So who's right. going to be the other guy then? Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good don't, point. Don't, Chachi, you should not offer yourself to that situation. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the picture Thank of your you. girlfriend yet. Thank you for offering, though. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I haven't seen the picture of your girlfriend yet, so after yeah. that, I'll decide. <laughs> All right. Show, come back into the studio if we're back for the Christmas show. Christmas show, yes. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. If we don't or have a studio high, right? by the, by Christmas, we'll do it over one of our houses all together. There you go. I'll wrap myself up in like Hanukkah paper, so you know I'm protected. Yep. Okay. Nick, do you recall? Uh, I don't know if you're a part of a Christmas show. Have you been a part oh, of? A yeah, Christmas? I was you're part, part of, one. of one of one of them, right? We we I used to celebrate multiple Christmases. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2019. December. I was part of 2019s, but one, at least one of your Christmas shows. And this, like, is kinda, this is kind of this kind of Christmas in July too, if you think about it. You know. It's the month of July and Christmas in July, you know. Um, well, a lot of people like to think and put up their Christmas trees supposedly because it brings hope, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, although every although day, no one, every day oh, for me is Christmas because I can unwrap that box present all the time. So it's cool. oh, oh, so sweet. Yeah, you're, you're a charmer, Koki. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so some me too uh, news. So let's let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, <laughs> so the yes, so uh, Jelaine Jeslene Maxwell uh, was arrested, guys, uh, in New yes. Hampshire, um, and a lot of people are shaking in their boots now, guys. Um, Why is she in the U.S.? Because you figure like she. Had all you the would money. think she would, yeah. She'd you would think she would be hiding in some just remote country somewhere, um, but I, no, she was here in the U.S. In New Hampshire, um, arrested on the charges uh, from mostly her actions from 94 to 97, and also actions from 2002 to 2005. Um, and this is a result of um, um, aiding and abetting for um, sex trafficking, oh, um, okay. exploiting girls who are as young as 14 years old. Oh, Jesus. Um, Maxwell uh, played a critical role in helping Epstein. Did, did you I, say Maxwell or Johnny? I, I can't hear uh, you. I have a connection. I, <laughs> Delaney soon. Maxwell, too right? Too soon, too soon. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's pretty disgusting. If you saw the um, the Netflix um, documentary. I have it, yeah. Uh, Ghislaine, I heard, I heard I she just kind of denies the whole time. 
she's yeah she supposedly has her attorney and she has um her non-guilty plea i guess for now at least but um it's pretty crazy what they did so maxwell would befriend the young girls and ask them questions about their lives and take an interest in them the girls would trust them and then um she would lure these victims these underage victims to travel uh with uh with um epstein um, and of course, that's when he had that whole island, the Pedo Island, where um, Bill Clinton was known to have flown there 26 times. Mm-hmm. Um, he really hasn't spoken as to why he had to fly there 26 times. I have no idea. I don't think, I think Hillary really, was. I think on he really loves the beach, doesn't he? You think he just loves the beach? You think yeah, that's yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay. yeah, he just loves yeah. the beach. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the people are saying it's an important day for justice because now it's just the beginning. Because now Jelaine can now, um, if she doesn't commit suicide, right, commit suicide right. in quotes. And, and and you know, ironically, real fast, Al. You know, incidentally or ironically, that these this that Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> and Bernie Madoff are all Jewish, and they just right. disgraced the whole race by doing these awful things. Yeah. You know? the, uh, yeah. Do um do, do you condemn their actions as a fellow Jew? Absolutely. I think it's despicable. It's awful. You're a thief. You, you rape young women. You know, you, you assault, you know, adult women. It's just, it's despicable. And they bring, those three have brought a bad name to the Jewish people. So. Wow. Cookie sounding reasonable. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of. As opposed to what? <laughs> as, telling, as opposed to telling Ariana Celeste about her about his cock ring or something, <laughs> yeah. the jewelry that he put on his cock. I, I just asked if that jewelry was, you know, unisex, you know, because. You know. <laughs> um, you say about putting it on the guy's balls or whatever you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, if you want to spice up your relationship, you can ask things about, you know, dating on the website. Yeah. So I figured you could, you know, swap out stuff. If the guys are into that weird shit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but we'll have to wait and see what names are uh, divulged. Um, any particular names you want to see? Uh, I mean, like, so Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein uh, back in '92, um, there was a, a cool party with a lot of the Buffalo Bills cheerleaders were in attendance. And you saw a video of Donald Trump and Epstein talking, and Trump says something to Epstein so funny that Epstein doubles over and starts cracking up. And I guess, you know, we couldn't uh, read lips because he was kind of whispering in Epstein's ear, but he clearly was uh, a a close friend or, uh, you know, at the time, because, of course, recent interviews says that he's not a fan of Jeffrey Epstein because they had a falling out. but he said he was a fixture in Palm Beach. But, um, but you know, I mean, that's the last thing I've seen with Trump and Epstein together. But Clinton, on the other hand, has had very more recent um, photos, yeah. that's a photo evidence. Of being at a party with somebody and telling a joke than being on his private plane 26 yeah. times. 26 times, guys. But are we surprised 26 times? I'm not surprised with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, you talk about somebody who gets a free pass in life. Now, let me ask uh, this, this question. Guy. If it's been proven that he's been on there 26 times, does that mean that his wife can no longer run for president anymore? 
I don't think she will anyways, but... God, I hope not. I think I'd I... not go to that island for sexual relations. Did not. <laughs> did not. No, did not. I did. Well, which is interesting, Kevin Spacey was also in that plane, and Kevin... Um, as you know, he swings the other way. He likes younger boys. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't shown in the documentary that they lured any young boys for anybody. So I'm curious if they expanded their their sex trafficking ring to, to young boys as well. Uh, I, you know, they're billionaires. So who's to say? When you have lots and lots of money, there's probably a lot of different things you can do. Yeah. Do you think Kevin Spacey hasn't banged any women? I'm sure he has. Yeah. Maybe in his younger years, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, Prince Andrew, um, he's got to be shaking in his royal boots right now. Oh, yeah. Now. Uh, I heard so about he's... this. Yep. I mean, he he, he, um, he completely denied the allegations because uh, he was accused of sweating profusely, and he said he has this disorder where he doesn't sweat. Mm-hmm. So, he said, so he's claiming that what, um, I think her name was Virginia, claimed was uh, completely uh, false. You know, due to the fact that he can't be profusing sweat, uh, profusely sweating due to the fact that he has a condition that does not allow him to sweat. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind uh, of a good thing where, like, these people can get 18 and above all they want all day long. You know, it's got to be some kind of, like, thrill mm-hmm. to get something that you're not supposed to get, I guess. Because cause they could have women, like, lined up. And yeah. Of legal well, age. Legally. Of legal, legal age. age. Yeah. And Did you guys... Did you guys ever non, see that? It would be a non-issue, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, did I you mean, guys ever see that stand-up? Um, what? Did you guys ever see that stand-up with Louis C.K. where he talks about like this oh, was yeah. right before he got in trouble? That was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live, where he's like, "Child sex must be the most amazing thing in the whole world <laughs> right, because yeah. everyone knows it's literally the worst thing you do you can right. do." But apparently, people just can't stop doing it. Right. Right. Oh my God, that that yeah. joke will not fly over in today's society. No. Hey guys, I just wanna I just wanna do uh sorry say I'm sorry, you know, for having a bad connection. I'm gonna jump off. I wanna, you know, wish you guys uh, It sounds great, great now, what you just do. I know you have the great connection now, now you're jumping off, ironically. Hmm. Did you do something different, Koki? Uh I just uh no, not really. No. He, he moved his phone from the sex dungeon to the living room. <laughs> well, it was that, and you know, I'm not. There's no crickets right now on the phone. So, yeah. all right. Well, Koki, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for joining us, yeah. and it was good Koki, to hear. Next from time, you. do the video chat. Sure. So yeah, I will do that. Yeah, sure. Okay. And right. send us a picture of your girlfriend. I will. I will. <laughs> awesome. yeah. All right, Koki. And, have a good night. She is occupying all my time, so. All right, Koki, have a good night. Thanks for calling in, man. Take it easy, bud. You guys, you guys. All right, buddy. Hold on, hold on. There he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's on video now. Holy shit. Hi. Oh, and there she is. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hello. You're a real person. We're so happy. You're you're, you're real. You're not um you're not a sex doll. How's it being quarantined with um Koki? I've been uh, occupying all this time. I apologize. Oh, that's that's fine. fine. That's, that's, that's a fine. good thing. It's good to you're occupy. A you're a lucky woman. <laughs> so you're keeping him off the streets. <laughs> so so Koki claims to be a uh, doctor Lickalotopus. What do you 
What do you have to say about that? What did you say? Koki, Koki <laughs> claims to be Dr. Lickalotopus. What do you yeah, think we'll about that? Another time. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, it's nice to meet you guys. I'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming take on. Take it easy. Take All care. Right, bye. Bye. See you later. All right. That was Mrs. Koki. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Later, guys. Bye-bye. All right. All right see you, bud. All right, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> he finally puts the video on. Jeez. He's funny. <laughs> oh, God. That was Koki, ladies always and gentlemen. good to see Koki and his inappropriate questions. Yeah. Always inappropriate. <laughs> like, God, I, did, I, I do not. I pray I do not hear an earful from her publicist today. That's all I hope. Yeah. She seems to take it pretty well. Okay, thank God. Um, so another Me Too movement. So this is a little reverse thing. Um, uh, well, the fact that now Johnny Depp is being accused. Um, well, um, if you didn't know, um, he's currently in court right now in London. Um, he's actually suing um, a publication for claiming, uh, I guess, a UK publication. Um, if I have for, that information for, for defamation for de- over yeah Amber for Turn. defamation for depicting him as a monster and I guess um, a white beater yeah okay, good <laughs> good yeah. so um it's called defamation and that's fucking illegal so yeah, they should so, be he should be suing them so, so if if Johnny Depp is indeed innocent yes and then he has every right to 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 pursue this. I met Amber Heard, and you know, I'm kind of it kind of disgusts me if, if 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 this is fabricated or or um you know in any way embellished, um because uh you know um domestic abuse is something that you shouldn't joke about and shouldn't um yeah. and shouldn't lie about um so um you know obviously you know we've heard audio clips in the past of, of her know, openly saying that she's that been she, abusing him and and yeah and hitting him yeah. and, but but she also claims that 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 johnny also hit her and it's just been a freaking mess but um mm-hmm. but yes this is with uh the sun this is the, the the uk sun um it's a libel case against it for branding him as a white beater um yeah, I, do. I mean it's good. like when people make shit up you know and like especially when people accuse people of stuff they didn't do too many times people just want to get over it and they're just, they walk away and they don't follow yeah. up and sue. There, there the have people. to be consequences. There right, and that's why people keep doing this stuff because they don't have any consequences. I mean, the same thing's happening with Bieber right, right now. Bieber's charging um, or um, suing the, the girl who yeah. um, is accusing him for $50 million for defamation. Yeah, because supposedly and, he has proof that he was in a different hotel or city yeah. uh, on yeah. the dates that she claimed that, that, that and, she was assaulted. Yeah. And there needs to be repercussions for this. I mean, for the for the people out there that are that are actually raped, abused, whatever. Yes, those people deserve the justice that Absolutely. they're seeking. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. But there but are people the that are abusing it. Yes, the scumbags that are abusing that right for those people. Fucking throw them in the lava and let them melt. Yeah, like, it's like the same right? thing with these um like the fake um hate crimes. Yeah, that you keep the, seeing the, like the juicy smoliers. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a recent this hate crime annoying. that turned out that it was like somebody sent a letter that was supposed to be like a hate crime. It turned out the person wrote it himself. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I think that kind of stuff is just as bad as an actual hate crime because then when real stuff happens, people don't believe it because of all these people who cry wolf. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Vanessa the same thing with these um the same thing with these um statues getting torn down. Like nothing mm-hmm. nothing's happening to the people doing it. That's why you keep seeing people 
um, destroy um, property and vandalize. Yep. It is what happened this um, weekend in Baltimore with the Columbus statue. If you look on Google Maps and you look for the Columbus statue, they've actually pinned it in the water now. Wow. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. Like, I actually, I saw that statue the day before it got destroyed. Oh, really? Because I was oh. down in Little Italy eating with my friend, and um, I was like, let's walk over to the, the Columbus statue after we eat, because it's probably going to get torn down soon. And we and did. wouldn't we, you know it. <laughs> we took pictures and wow. stuff, and like 24 hours later, it was destroyed. And what's crazy so, about it is I saw, like, on... Um, had a had a plaque there that said it was dedicated by um, Ronald Reagan back in '84 and um and um Mayor Schaefer at the time and I went mm-hmm. to saw went online and saw a picture of Reagan in there in '84 he came to um, dedicate it but like um it's crazy it's 24 hours you know previously I I saw it and got a picture um, with it and of it um but I mean it's like you gotta think okay so where does the line get drawn of where you can feel um right rightfully um justified in tearing down a statue um, of a person i mean so, for well, some argue- people it's just the satisfaction of destroying property so right. it, it's not necessarily sending a message they just want to fuck shit up because it's fun to do right right yeah so. uh, you, you really think people are actually offended by a statue that's been there the statue was there for 36 years you think people actually walk by and they're like oh my god columbus and they, they clutch their heart and they're like oh i can't no. go on with my day anymore because of that statue over there I mean, I think, I mean, from what I've read, Columbus did a lot of bad stuff, but I, I'm like, can you, right. can you look at a statue and appreciate it as a work of art and appreciate any of the good that the person had done and, you know, still know the bad he did, but, you know, be able to handle seeing something about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a very, that's a good point, but obviously the, when they've handled it appropriately, a lot of the Confederate statues, I'm, I, during this, you know, current, time of racial injustice confederate statues yes i agree but let's have the city or state you know take them down and they and possibly even put it in a museum you know yeah, see, I'm, see, I'm i'm for like no it is, it is a part taken, of history i'm for no statues getting taken down because there's not going to be a line that you can draw that is going to stop and have people satisfied you know because well, it's not about very- it is American history, but at the, at the yeah. same time, you're talking about the Confederacy. You're talking about Lee. I mean, it's the same um, reason why there aren't any statues of, you know, Gobble or Hitler in Germany. Right. You know, it's a yeah. The Confederacy yeah, but, lasted for four years in this country, and yeah, but Lee, but Lee and Grant and stuff were American citizens citizens before the um, Civil War, and then they became American citizens after the Civil War, and lived the rest of their lives. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I I think the the ones tied to Confederacy, there's every right to have them taken taken down, perhaps put in a museum, but not for like the general um you know public well, to see. The, well, here's the question. Okay, here's but, the question. But there are there are hold on there are statues that make no sense. Right. And I, I know we have talking about this on the show before. Um, obviously, Grant. Right. <laughs> led the North against the South. Right. Uh, obviously, Gandhi, who p- promoted peace. Um, Francis well, G- Scott Key Gandhi was... Gandhi statues are being torn down? Gandhi statues. Abraham Lincoln, for crying out loud. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Frederick Douglass... Frederick Douglass statue got torn Frederick down. Frederick yeah. Douglass. See, yeah. these idiots are not doing their fucking homework. It was the one, was the one that was... Uh, um, that was... Um, that fought to um, abolish slavery. That recently got, got the face that you sent me the article... 
Was it Frederick name. Douglass? It was Frederick not Douglass. Frederick? I thought it was, it, was, no, no, it wasn't Freddie Douglas. It was another one that um, it was, it was a, a white guy that was um, working to um, and they, they spray painted his face and stuff. Well, I mean, it just proves my point that it's it's not people that are like, oh, this yeah, person. It's that just that people that want to destroy property and get Chachi, away. I've sent you so many a, yeah. articles that I. Here's I a, here, okay, here's here's a question. There was a guy who was a famous a famous political figure, and and he was on 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 uh, he was recorded like on audio, and his friend raped a woman and um and he sat there and watched it and laughed while it happened should his statue get removed for this alleged alleged incident any any takes on that i mean wasn't that uh that coach what's his name no no no, it wasn't a coach no So if that if that was an allegation i mean i'll put it to you removed? i'll put it to you this way i mean for me personally yeah. i, I I really couldn't give a shit about the yeah. statues. It's, Actually, it's not, they're not it. making too loud of a statement for me to really think that that's anything worth giving a shit about. I don't care if you're going to rip down a statue, because guess what? They can build another statue. Whatever. They shouldn't be allowed to be torn so down. But, but oh, no. I mean, they're, legally, they're not supposed to. Like, like right. Al said, if, this, if the state or the city or the county wants the statues removed, hey, cool, whatever. That's their decision. Right. Right. If but it's, if it's a on. vandal... Before you then, go on, like, like, like the person that was describing that was actually in FBI um, audio was uh, Martin Luther King. Well, there you go. That it came out last year that that um, is alleged that in this audio um, depicts him sitting by while his his friend, who was a Baltimore City um, pastor, mm-hmm. um, raped a woman while he sat by and laughed. Well, I, then so, maybe so. that should be brought to the to the forefront and we'll see what everybody thinks about it i mean my point is i think i think even how horrible that sounds and if that is true i can i still think that he's he's done great stuff that he should still be honored for sure and and not not have this statue torn down even though even though these allegations are true and 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 the audio is sealed into it's sealed until 2027 Mm-hmm. So I guess in seven years, if seven it's years, released, we'll find out. But let we'll me ask out. you this question. So what about Bill Cosby, you know, for the for the th- things that he did in the past versus the good things that he does that he did, did, he did do a lot of humanitarian things right. justify yeah. the reaction, you know, or as Dave Chappelle says it, how talented can you be to get away with raping somebody? Right. I mean, I can I still know. watch the Cosby show and laugh at it, even though, cool. like, I'm sure that. I'll be thinking about it while the show's on, at least yeah. initially. Sure. I don't know how you can watch the Cosby show now. Yeah, you can't really find it now unless you own the DVD or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah, can't stream anywhere, is it? No. I'm saying like anybody, anybody who you put on a pedestal, no pun intended, has some kind of dark <laughs> stuff they've done. Yeah, I mean, point a finger at anybody, and there's going to be a skeleton in their closet. Yeah, I mean, look at look at uh, this, this one guy. This one guy said that um, back in the '70s, how uh, white people and black people should not date, should not marry, that they shouldn't mix the races. And he has a statue. Yeah. And his name was Muhammad Ali. There you go. So uh, it was like all these people, I mean, you don't hear about these people being targeted because they're only targeting certain people of certain skin color. But I mean, if you start digging, you find a lot of people have did and said stuff that would not hold up in 2020. Well, this is the hypocrisy of woke culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, there's, found- no, there's no consistency. I did find the the person of uh, the the statue that was defaced. It was about? poet and abolitionist John Greenleaf Whittier. Yeah. It's in uh, Central Park, California, in Whittier, California, was vandalized. 
Um, he found he was a founding member of the American Anti-Slavery Society and signed the Anti-Slavery Declaration in 1833, which he often considered the most significant action of his life. And it was spray painted with Black Lives Matter and his face was defaced. And he was he was a founding member of anti-slavery, guys. So these these punks, these thugs are not doing their research of these historical figures. They're, they're going up to every fucking statue yeah. and destroying it and vandalizing it, you know? And uh, well, yeah, look at how the media is rejoicing in the protests. They're yeah. encouraging it. So, that, and the that, police and the police are at a point now where they're washing their hands and saying, fuck it. I don't care. Do whatever you Baltimore want. City police were told to stand down um, during this incident in Baltimore last week. Oh, and wow. you know, damn well, okay. 300 people, came to that statue to tear it down. You knew damn well that they knew about it ahead of time because this stuff can only be organized on social media. There's no way 300 people are just going to end up in the same spot at the same time. Right. It's got to be organized. So it's going to be on social media. So people have to see it ahead of time. Word's got to get out and they let it happen. Uh, you know, but you know, the, the, um, the, um, statue in Seattle is still intact. You know, the, um, communist um dictator who right. killed millions of people and that's still in Lenin has seattle. a statue in seattle yeah yeah <laughs> somebody um found the statue and saved it and they put it up in seattle and oh. it, it hasn't been it hasn't been destroyed yet wow well well people are going to do stupid things because sometimes people are stupid yeah <laughs> but you guys stand up like, like this whole thing with um with um the um hamilton and 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 they got people got mad and said like oh well you you didn't make um you didn't point out slavery enough in Hamilton and and the creator of the of the um thing actually apologized it's like why why apologize they to these losers Manuel Miranda yeah he apologized because because they 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 didn't make these people evil enough you know in Hamilton and showcase the slavery and stuff so they he came out he came out and apologized like why apologize these people are bullies they all these people and you if you watch them on the videos it's mostly white people doing it. And it's mostly and mostly of them that I've seen weigh probably like 160 pounds, you know, have done shit with their life. And this is their way to feel like there's some kind of um, this is the way that now they feel like they're better than the person they're destroying. That somehow they're more enlightened. They're smarter. It's 2020. They know more than these people, but they've done shit with their life. You know, they're probably unemployed now, you know, probably dying due to COVID. And, you know, and, and this is how they feel like they have some power. Yeah. And it's, always, and it's always when they do it. It's always like, it's always a, a big mob of them. It's never by themselves. You know, they're they're afraid to do stuff by themselves. They only can only do shit in like gangs. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. I'd like to turn tables and uh, throw out our oh, last segment Thank of you. the day, um, <laughs> if that's okay with everyone. If anyone Please else has any further comments, do. you have. We've, we've, we skipped WWE for, for quite a few shows because we went over. Just a and couple we, things we going on. We can skip it too, yes. Be my guest, uh, sir. Go for it. The world of WWE. But, you know, there's a COVID outbreak in WWE. Did you know that, Chachi? I think we alluded to Renee Young being tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and supposedly more talents in WWE have tested positive. They have not released the names. Hmm. 30 people in the Performance Center have tested positive over the past three weeks. That includes wow. in, in-ring talent, other behind-the-scenes staff. WWE administered uh, 1,500 coronavirus tests since they started in late June. Um, and if you notice, the people in the crowds of, of Raw and SmackDown and NXT, they are all, all now wearing masks. Previously, they yep. were not wearing masks. Now they all are. Mm-hmm. Um, also, remember Jamie Noble, Chachi? He's also tested positive for COVID-19. 
um, Adam Pierce, um, and also Kayla Braxton, in addition to uh, Renee Young that we mentioned before earlier. And um, yeah, so um, you know, supposedly an uh, unnamed WWE superstar approached Vince McMahon to enforce the precautions at the television tapings because of this outbreak. And, you know, they had to express to the boss that measures are not being taken seriously. Obviously 30 people have tested positive. Um, And um, since then he, Vince McMahon has made the mask mandatory. Um, So you notice everybody in the audience has masks. Um, And I think there are taking temperature as well. Um, in in uh, AEW, um, they have things a little, a little better handled with COVID. And Taz actually took a shot at WWE saying, if you decide to get your ass here to work next week, you should get tested here again in AEW because we don't run a sloppy shop. That was a nope. jab at WWE. Whatever. That Taz, <laughs> Taz was saying, yeah. Cool. Um, and um, if you do not wear a mask, you, uh, the first fine will be 500 and you'll be fined a thousand for the second offense for not wearing a mask. So, Alrighty then. Yeah. So we actually um. So as you know, COVID nineteen WWE released a bunch of talent. This one is a little kind of not sure what what's going on with this one. So they did it first with Drake Maverick Chachi. As you know, they released them. They put him in the cruiserweight title tournament. He got to the finals. He lost. Didn't win the title, but Triple H still handed him a contract anyway. So his job was saved. He Slater came back, as you know, he's a former M, uh, 3MB partner with the current champion, Drew McIntyre. And he Slater uh, just kind of, you know, expresses concern about Drew not having his back, you know, when he was fired, you know. Um, but uh, he had a squash match with Drew. But you have to wonder if indeed he Slater had secretly re-signed with the company or not. Um, I don't see the point in bringing him back for this one one segment on Raw, not to actually bring him back and put him in WWE's viewers' eyes again. Yeah. But um, they could be keeping it a secret. But um, Heath Slater is still insisting that he's leaving WWE and teasing that he'll be at TNA's Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary on July 18th. So the next uh, WWE pay-per-view is called Extreme Rules. They're having an eye for an eye match. Okay, so literally, this is what it says, and this is, I can't believe what they're saying. It's a gory stipulation, guys. Hmm. The, the stipulation is the right, the winner can be determined by extracting the opponent's eye. Okay, and that's pretty hardcore. It's hardcore. So the Extreme Rules subtitle for the pay-per-view is called The Horror Show. And... Uh, WWE, so they're doing these like cinematic matches. Chashi, you saw the the, the oh, Bray Wyatt God, John yeah. Cena match. It's horrible. It seems like going to do more cinematic matches and Please just don't. and and move sports away from WWE and just and make it just make cinematic. It well, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of the cinematic matches. No. I mean, I, I I thought the Undertaker match was fun and fine. Um, it was hokey. And, it's kind of hokey. Like hokey. it wasn't as bad as the John Cena one. Made no sense. Because mm. for people who don't remember the John Cena match, you were seeing what was going on in John Cena's head. Yep. On oh, on on camera, like he was imagining stuff, but you were seeing what he was imagining. Right. That's really happening. That's, that's kind of weird. Uh, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. It takes. Yeah. It makes wrestling look fake and dumb. 
Uh, like mm. wrestling's supposed to be like a like a reality. To um, a degree, but did yeah. we agree when Undertaker had his you know casket matches and buried people alive and whatnot? But uh, but we didn't announce. But it, uh, Undertaker announces retirement, really? and the hashtag Thank You Taker had been going viral. Uh, in the series finale of the Undertaker Last Ride, um, he said he would not be stepping into a, uh, a wrestling ring again, retiring. After nearly 30 years in the WWE. I was going to say, the guy's like, what, 50, 60 now? He's not 60 yet. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's in his 50s. He's in his mid-50s. Mid to I, don't late see, I don't see him being retired. Yeah, so the, it could be I, a ruse. It could be like a Conor McGregor thing um, where he says he's yeah. retired, coming back to WrestleMania. Yeah, I think he'll say he's retired, and somebody's going somebody's gonna to call him out. And I mean, he's, he's really, unless he's injured and he can't actually do it, he needs to have a final match in the ring. Yeah, because that that boneyard match was, you know, you don't want to go out like that. No, I mean, no. even though he won that match, um, like he needs but, to retire at WrestleMania. And it, see, and, he, yeah. and he needs to be in front of like, you know, like eighty thousand fans. Well, that probably won't be for at least a year then. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and CM Punk was very vocal about that. I, he said, "I don't think he's retired." Okay. Um, you know, he said that uh, this is a guy who can and most likely will make an entrance at every WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So there you go. Mm. Punk was also very vocal about that very controversial um, angle in, on SmackDown between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. As you know, they've been kind of playing into Jeff Hardy's um, alcohol and substance abuse issues. And uh, they had a segment uh, that was actually edited uh, from certain rebroadcasts of, of SmackDown where uh, Sheamus threw uh, um, Jeff's uh, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Jeff Hardy threw his own urine at Sheamus after he took a drug test in the middle of the ring. Well, that's just kind of weird. Yeah. So, that, you know, WWE's trying to push that envelope now, but no, this is, this has been done for decades now where they, they'll bring into the ring a wrestler's real life issues, you know, whether yes. they've got, they got arrested for some reason before. Yep. Like, um, mem- remember like, um, who was it, Ken Patera? He got arrested or whatever, and they kept on like calling him ex con and stuff, yeah. and like making fun of his legal background. And then, yep, um, who was who was the wrestler that that would um they had show up like drunk to the ring or something that had alcohol issues before? I can't remember who it was. Sandman. He's no. had a lot of issues, but yeah, I think yeah, I knew. Yeah, it was WWE, a wrestler that would um was dealing with um drug issues. I can't remember who it was, but but they brought it to light on on yeah. They had part of a story, yeah. I, and that you're you're walking a really fine line because you're not only bringing something that's very sensitive, but that it could be a reason for somebody to relapse. Really, you relapse, know, yeah. you're just yeah. you're just bringing it to to reality. Um, even though you know it, you're bringing your reality to the stage of WWE, and it's just I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it was a, it was definitely a what the fuck shocking moment when you saw Jeff Hardy throw his own piss into Seamus's face. I mean, that was, you know, pretty crazy. But was it real piss? Do we know if it was real piss? No, it was, it was, it was a definitely an angle. So, um, you know, Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, Seamus required Jeff Hardy to take a drug test before he had his wrestling match. Hmm. Uh, and uh, they had, you know, the medical staff actually monitor <laughs> Jeff, and he took the, the piss, you know, theoretically, I guess. Took the pee-pee cup. And then oh, yeah, it was... Pee-pee um, cup, yep. And it was Scott it. Hall. It was Scott Hall when they had him show up to the ring drunk and stuff, and that was playing off of his um, there you go his um, substance abuse storyline. I mean, real life. Um, and that was WCW actually. It wasn't WWE. Right. 
Right. Right. Exactly. And uh, that's pretty much all I have. Um, In addition to Ariana Celeste's pregnant, um, Sarah Logan, former WWE uh, wrestler um, who's married to Roe of the Viking Raiders, she just announced she's pregnant as well. Um, Tis the season. Tis the season. (laughs) And we always end, guys, with birthdays. Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, People celebrating a birthday include – now, this is – this actor's had a long career, and it kind of ended on a sad note due to a Me Too um, accusation. And he, he's been on Below the Belt show. It's Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Tambor. Yeah, from Arrested Development. I didn't know he got him on. You got him on BTB? He's been on here? Yeah, he's been on Below the Belt. That's no a pretty shit. big name for us, isn't it? That's a pretty big name. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor, 76 today. Good for him. Uh, Angelica Houston is 69 today. Uh, Kevin Bacon is 62. Happy birthday, Kevin. 62. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. That Kevin Bacon's moisturizing because he's still he's still fit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm only throwing this out because I'm a fan of this band, but Andy Fletcher of the Pesh Mode is 59. Okay. Um, That's still good to throw out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Billy Crudup of Almost Famous, and he was recently in Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's Morning Show. He's yeah. 52. Michael Weatherly of NCIS 52. Oh, excuse me. Singer Beck is the big five zero. Oh, Beck's all right. 50, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Milo Ventimiglia of This Is Us and Heroes is 43. Sophia Bush. Love Sophia Bush of One Tree Hill. Chicago PD is 38. Mm-hmm. One of your favorite shows, Chachi's Stranger Things. It's Maya Hawk, who's the daughter of Ethan Hawk. And um, she's great. Yep. Who looks and just she like looks. She just looks like, like Uma, right? She yes. looks like uh, Ethan. Just a lot like Uma. Yeah. Uh, she's 22 today. 22. She's a great character in that show. Good yeah, for she you. She is girl. great. She Good is great. I didn't see her at the award show. I don't know where she was. I was trying to, was trying to find her. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure you were. <laughs> yeah. And Jaden Smith is 22. That's... Oh, boy. All right. He's 22, Bill man. Smith this kid. Thing, he's, he's older now than what um, the Fresh Prince was when he first came came out. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that happens, right? He was yeah. probably Fresh Prince. Was like, what, was he probably was eighteen or something doing something like that. He was pretty young. Still understand? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, incredible show from top to bottom. Thank you so much. The one and only former U.S. Marine Corps member, the Captain Big Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbelts fastened until we come to a complete stop. I shortened it. And of course, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. I can't follow that. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, the worst is waiting to get off a plane after it stops and, like, people and take their time. everybody stands up, but you can't go anywhere anyway. Yeah, and then, like, the people who, like, wait to the very last minute to decide to get their overhead luggage out, and then they take their time, and while the whole sweet front of the plane, the whole front of the plane is now sweet empty. Why are you waiting for, like, some 70-year-old um, woman trying yep. to get her luggage down? Literally Go. the worst. It is the worst. Anyways. And I'm Al Celebrity. So let's not forget the crazy one, Dr. Lickalatopus. Mm-hmm. Can't forget him. Uh, A.K.A. the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. I haven't, <laughs> used, that, I haven't used that tagline in a while. <laughs> his, his call was sponsored by Cricket. Yeah, <laughs> Koki joining us. There's gonna be a lot of edits, fun edits on the show. Um, <laughs> and of course, my God, the beautiful, the talented, the glowing, 
Um, UFC Octagon Girl, an entrepreneur of the new Girlfriend Box subscription service. Check it out. We're so happy to have Ariane Celeste as our celebrity guest. And make sure you check out UFC 251 this Saturday from Abu Dhabi on pay-per-view. I'm Al Celebrity Soto, guys. On behalf of everybody here and the entire panel, we will see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Something's wrong cause my mind is fading And everywhere I look there's a dead end waiting Temperatures dropping at the rotten oasis Stealing kisses from the leprous faces Garbage mentions, mouthwash, jukebox, gasoline. Pistols are pointing at a poor man's pockets, smiling eyes ripping out of his sockets. Got a devil's haircut in my mind. Got a devil's haircut in my mind. Got a devil's haircut. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and belowthebeltshow.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.